tonight's class. So first of all, all the uh, this year we have a sponsor for the Thursday night class from Shavuos till next year Shavuos. So all these classes were sponsored by Baruch Marshak. Luschus <coughs> didn't give me a luschus. Should be a big schus for him, for all that he needs and all that he wants. Much, much, much blessing to you. Thank, thank you so much. Now, um, the this particular share tonight was sponsored by the Hirschbergs, or the Hertz, Hirschberg, yeah, Hirschberg from Australia. This is in honor of their son, Avremi Hertzbergs, whose who's, who's birthday was today. May Hashem bless him with a whole bunch of brachas, Hashanah's bracha natzlacha, mazel mazel bracha, and only, only, only good things. Betoy vanirav aniglind, the revealed and, and tangible goodness that we can all see. Uh, thank you for that dedication. I also want to dedicate the class, Luschus, my uncle, who needs a refuah shalema. Yitzchak ben Sian, Akoyen, ben Chana Tzivia. Should have a complete refuah shalema. Take it from Yad, may the may the merit of the shir, bring him a complete, complete recovery, speedy recovery. Okay, the Maima we're going to learn is a beer, as we've discussed uh, in previous classes, that in Lakuti first of all, welcome back to Lakuti Torah. We haven't learned Lakuti Torah in a while, we learned other discourses, but Lakuti Torah we didn't learn in a while, so I'm, I'm excited to go back to the Alter Rebbe, to the Maimah Lakuti Torah. Uh, the Maimah we're going to learn is a beer. Now, a beer is an explanation on a previous mimer. And the explanations of the memorim sometimes are a little bit more Kabbalistic than the memorim themselves, as we discussed at various different occasions. This mimer, Baruch Hashem, has a very nice flow. I can't say that I really understand the whole mimer. Hopefully when we learn together, the mimer will come to life the way it happens for us so many times, with the merit of the listenerships. Okay. Now this week's parsha begins with the mitzvah of carrying the Mishkan by the Levim. Levim, the Levites in the in the desert, uh, they were appointed to, to um, as the carriers, the ones that you know the, the the center point in the desert was the was the the Mishkan. The Mishkan was is called also known as the Tabernacle. It is a mobile home. It's a home for God, but it was mobile. They moved it around from place to place, but when they moved it, they, dis, they disassembled it, and then they reassembled it when they got to whichever place they got. And the Jewish people did 42 encampments in the desert with this Mishkan. This was the first home for God. Afterwards, they got more of a permanent residence when they came into Eretz Yisrael. They also had a Mishkan, a semi-Mishkan, different types of Mishkan, and gradually they moved to the Beis HaMikdash, which would be the permanent residence of Hashem. Um, now, this task of moving the Mishkan from place to place and carrying it was the task on the Levim. The Levim are three families, Gershon, Kahas, and Merari. Now, the, the beginning of this week's Torah portion, Pashas Nasa, which is the longest Torah portion, the beginning and a good portion of the Parsha talks about the carrying of the Mishkan by two of the families. One family was already mentioned last week in the parasha, the family of Kahas, 
and and it and it and it already it already um, gave or or uh, directed them or uh, rather assigned. That's what I was looking for. It assigned to them to the family of Kahas. It had already assigned the. It had already assigned the part of the Mishkan that they would carry. The Bnei Kahas, the family of Kahas carried the, the, the Kalim of the Mishkan. The Kalim are the vessels, like the Oron, which is the Ark, the two Mizbeachs, the two altars, the candelabra, the menorah, the Shulchan, the table for the showbreads, for the Lechem Aponim. So this was carried by the Bnei Kahas. Then we have another, the other two families. The other two families are mentioned in this week's parasha. And it lays out exactly what each family is responsible for. First, the Bnei Gershon. Gershon is responsible to carrying most of the cloth, cloth materials. The Mishkan had a lot of... The covers of the Mishkan were made out of cloth. So most of the cloth material was carried by Gershon's family. Finally, there was the last family called Merari. The Merari Levium, they were appointed to carry the heavy stuff, the beams, the big, big beams that constituted the walls, the sockets, and so on and so forth. So these are the three families. And they would carry all the parts of the Mishkan, around the desert and they would assemble it when the Jewish people were going to camp somewhere for a day, a month, a year, a decade, some places longer, some places shorter. They were responsible of erecting it, putting it together and disassembling it when they, when they traveled. Fine. The Alter Rebbe in this mimer explains the spiritual dynamics of these three families as being all members of the Levites. So first of all, the general idea of the Levium. Then the specific element of what each division of the Levium represent, why their names are Gershon, Kahasim, Arari. And like Hasidus always teaches us, everything is in the name. So when we analyze their names, we'll get an insight into what their energy is, what their unique spiritual talent was and why it is Dafka, these three families together, that have the ability to create a Mishkan to bring the God's dwelling place down. And why it was that their main task was not through, throughout the duration of the Jewish people having a, a, a sanctuary. It was primarily during the 40 years in the desert. Only during that time, when the Jewish people were in the desert, did, the, did these three families of the Levium have the particular task of setting up the Mishkan? Once the Jewish people were in the land of Israel, they didn't need to be assembled and disassembled. So the Levium, they had a task in the Beis Amigdash, they were guards, they would sing, but they weren't involved in setting up the Mishkan. But only when they traveled in the desert, in these 42 journeys, were the Levium appointed to be in charge. So we're going to understand why what is the spiritual significance of carrying the Mishkan in the desert? What is the Levium's, why the Levium out of all people are the ones who carry it? Why are they the ones who set it up? 
why these three families? And the Altareb is going to explain how all these three things are not just a story of a long time ago, but they all apply to each and every one of us and our service. Because we got the we have within ourselves the inner levy. We have to find our inner levy this week, because this week is Parshas Nasai. We have to activate the levy inside of us, and we need to um, find these various different powers in our soul, the Gershain, Kahasa, Merari, and what they represent in our own personal Mishka. This is also very, very, very applicable because we're standing now, as mentioned so many times, very, very close to the building of the Beis Amigdash, and now it's also time for us to activate these Levite powers within us so that we can build the Beis Amigdash. So let's see that. Bir al-Pasik Nasli, this is in Makuti Torah, Tafchafalif, Ahmed Beis. He nicks if it says in the Pasuk. Migdosh Adna Koinu Yadacha. The Migdosh of Adna, Adna is Hashem's name, the Migdosh of the Master, the Migdosh of God, Koinu Yadacha, that your hands have established. So something about God's hands have established the base of Migdosh. This is. This is a statement stated in Pashas Peshalach, in the song that the Yidden sang by the sea. So when the Jewish people are singing by the sea, they say, please bring us to the Ema, you should bring us to the Ema and plant us on your holy mountain. It's set, it's prepared, to be a seat for you. That you, Hashem, have made. What's the seat? What's the holy mountain? Migdash, the holy temple. Hashem konenu yadecha, that your hand, that your heart, your hands, God have established. So Hashem's hands have established the Beis Hamikdash. So what do we mean that Dafka, the Beis Hamikdash, was established by Hashem's hands? So first of all, it says hands in the plural. So Rashi points out, we're going to see soon, that the Beis Hamikdash is so special, because when God created heaven and earth, God only used one hand. For heaven, Hashem used one hand, and for earth. Hashem used another hand. So Hashem created the entire heaven with one hand. The entire earth with the other hand. But with the Beis HaMikdash, Hashem used both hands. That your hands Hashem have established. That means the Beis HaMikdash is very special. The value of the Beis HaMikdash far surpasses all of creation. And therefore, it's like an artist who, who when you really get involved, they use both hands for the ultimate piece of art. Hashem uses both hands. But now we're going to see first that it's not really two hands, it's really three hands. Because even though a person only has two hands, and therefore God also has two hands, but a human being really also has a third hand, a mysterious hand, a hidden hand. The third hand is so high we don't see it. And the same is also above also, the third high is very, very hidden. Pidish says, then when it says your hands Hashem have established the base of Migdosh, the Hainu Gimel Yodis. These are the three hands. What are the three hands? Where do we find God has three hands? Well, we find three descriptions regarding God's hand. Yad Hagadola, Hashem's great great hand. As it says, The Jewish people saw the great hand that God did in Mitzrayim. So you see Yad Gedoila. Then there is Yada Chazaka, the mighty hand, the strong hand. Like it says, Ki yad, with a strong hand, Hashem took you out of Egypt. 
So it uses the word Yad HaChazaka. Then there is Yad HaRama. And then there is also the Yad HaRama, the exalted hand. Where does it say that? Upenei Yisrael Yoitzim Biyad Rama. And the Jewish people were going out of Egypt, Biyad Rama, with a mighty arm. So it's refer- you see three hands of Hashem. Yad Gedula, and Chazaka, and Rama. So these three hands, Gedula, Chazaka, and Rama, these are the three hands that established the Beis HaMikdash. We're going to see soon they're connected to the three sides. Gedula is Chesed, the, the early Mekubalim, the early commentators, refer to Chesed, Sfiris HaChesed, always as, always used to refer to Sfiris HaChesed as Mazel Tov. Has always referred, I knew it wouldn't take too long. Um, they, they would refer to the, to, the, to the Hashem's hand as Gedula. L'cha Hashem HaGedula L'HaGavura. So Gedula is the right hand. Chazaka is the same idea as Gevura. Chozek and Gevura mean Chazak is another word for strong. And Rama, exalted hand, is related to Teferis, to the center, the middle. Because we know the middle goes up higher. You look at a human being, take a look. You look at a human being, I hope I'm a mention enough, the two arms come up only to here, the two sides. But the middle of the body goes up higher. So it says that a way that Teferes rises all the way to the Keser, to the crown. So it's the middle column. Yad Rama is the hand that belongs to the middle. So these are the three hands. And what do these three hands do? They're the ones that established the Migdash and the Mishkan. They're the ones, what does the Pasuk say? Migdash Hashem koinenu yadecha. That your hands, God, have established. So what's the idea? That these three hands are involved to establish a Mishkan and a Migdash. What is that? What, what kind of establishment do you need? Do you need all of Hashem's powers? The right, the middle, the, the right, the left, and the middle in order to establish a Beis HaMikdash. So he says, because the Beis HaMikdash is awesome. The Beis HaMikdash is unbelievable. The Beis HaMikdash is a place where Hashem Himself rests in it. And how can a physical space how can a physical space contain the Almighty? Hold God. So in order to do two things, to make the keli into a keli, that the keli should be... Because Hashem will only dwell if there's a keli. So in order to make the keli a keli, to be able to receive um, Hashem, Hashem is infinite, and even beyond infinite. So what do you mean to be a keli? To be a keli for the Abishter is an oxymoron. It's impossible. Yet... Yet even that impossibility, the Abishter wants we should be a keli. So with the three hands of God, we can make a keli. We can make the mishkan to be a keli for him. And once there is a keli, it will cause the yerida, the descent of the Ein Sof, will, will descend in the Mesa Mikdash. They should be able to be the descent and the vamshach and the flow of the Ein Sof Baruch of the Infinite One. May Atzilus from Atzilus, which means the world of emanation, which is a perfectly godly world. Atzilus is the first of four worlds, which is still considered Hashem. Bia stands for the three lower worlds: Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya, which represent the idea of creation, which include all of creation. The main chiddush over here is that Hashem comes to reside in a gavul, in something limited, 
It's an impossibility. A creation is limited. How can it facilitate an infinite being? That's the Chiddush. Atzilus is, not, is also a Chiddush, we're going to see in a minute. It's also a novelty that Hashem can reside in Atzilus. Because Atzilus has already definition, and Hashem is beyond all definition. But at least Atzilus is still connected to God, still one with Him. Bria, Yetzir, and Asiya are creations. They're, they're, therefore, they're truly finite. And yet, we say that in order for Hashem to be able to descend from Atzilus, from the godly, into the creation, for that, we need to have the three hands of Hashem. Shazel, Inyan Amigdash, Amishkan Amigdash, which this is the Mishkan and later the Migdash. Again, Mishkan and Migdash are the same thing. Mishkan is the early stage and Migdash is a more permanent state. But it's the same idea. A place where God resides in this world. As stated in chapter 53 in Tanya, where over there the Altadab explains the whole concept of Beis Migdash, which is the place where, where we have Dira B'Tachtainim, where Hashem comes to dwell in the lower world. And what's the Chiddush? Why do you need to have the hands of God? That's because in truth, there is no, there's no comparison, there's no value at all between God, between Oratzilus and Briyatzir and Asiya. That the Oirin Soif, the infinite one, blessed is he, should dwell in Briyatzir and Asiya. It's impossible. They are limited beings. And they are mechudashim, which means they are once didn't exist, and now they come into existence from absolute nothing. The apishter is an absolute true being that is forever and ever and always will be. How in the world does he register and, 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 and dwell in, 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 in something that is so unreal, it's so fake, that, that, that just 5,000, 5,500 years ago it didn't exist? And now it's... How? And yet, that's the, that, the, yet this, this flimsy creation, and not the creation entirely, a tiny little house within this creation captures God and God resides there. Now the Rebbe says, in truth, the emesis, the Alter Rebbe says, that even, even on a much higher level, for the emanator, which is God Himself, that He should connect to Atzilus. Atzilus is a, is 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 already a, a, a the in, a range infinitely higher than creation. It's the first of the four worlds that's still considered part of God. Atzilus means emanations of Him, but still, since Atzilus, we're already talking about distinct spherot attributes, distinct spheroids, and Hashem is is Ein Sof. He has no definition. So for the Ein Sof to connect to these attributes, that too takes a particular power to be able to connect to opposites. Shere Atzilus, because even the world of Atzilus, Gamken, Enarech, Klal, is also completely insignificant. Compared to the Matzel, to the Emanator, the Ein Sof. Now all of this... In order for this to happen, you need Hashem's three hands to be involved. His hands, which are the hands, the three hands. You look in the mimer on the pasuk that we once learned over here. In order, 
It says over there in the Pasuk that all eyes, Aylecha Yisabedu, are yearning for you, for you, God, that you should come reside in them, you should live in them. They're yearning for intimacy, the Alter Rebbe explains over there. Chol is Malash and Kala. Kala is the recipient, is Knesset Yisrael, is the Jewish soul. And really all of creation is yearning for God to come reside. But in order for that to happen, the Alter Rebbe explains over there, Poiseach, you have to open as Yodecha, your hands, which means that the divine hands have to, we as creations can't bridge that gap. We can't make ourselves significant for God to dwell in us. Hashem has to do that. That's the meaning. After we ask, after we describe how much the creations long for that attachment, we say, that Hashem opens His hands to do what? To make us into a keli to be able to receive Him. Because or else we couldn't be a keli. We need to make a keli. And that keli is through the Hashem's hands. That we should be able to receive the giloi, the revelation of the Oren Soif. Look in the Mimer, Torah Oren Pashas Mishpatim, also a Mimer that we learned. In the Mimer, Loitia Meshakeh, Lovakoro. The Indian over there, with this idea that it's possible that Chas shouldn't be a keli. That Knesset Yisrael needs to be a keli for God to reside. And that's the idea that we say, Kois Yeshua is Esau. The cup of salvation. A cup, he's referring to us. We, the Jewish Neshamas, the Jewish people, are considered a cup in where God can reside in this cup. Yeshua is, we're the, we're the keli, we're the vessel, and Hashem resides in that keli. But it has to be a keli. And over there he describes there are some times that we're not a keli. That's the meaning of Meshakela, Akara, is that Knesset Yisrael doesn't have a womb that means we're not a keli for being able to receive that intimacy between us and Hashem. And now, in order to make a keli, so who are the ones who make the keli? Making the keli means, what's the keli? The keli is the mishkan. The Mishkan and the Beis Hamikdash, that's the Keli where God resides. Whether it's the Mishkan inside of us, whether it's the Mishkan in the world, that's the Keli. Making the Keli requires Hashem's hands. But particularly in making, constructing the vessels is a job for Gevura. Because the whole idea of vessels is Gevura. Because what's the idea of a, a container? A container means container. It contains something. It contains something, means it limits it. It's a limited, it's a, something that absorbs and it limits. It's the whole idea of a container. If it's infinite, it's not a container. A container means it's a limited space that has walls, but that could contain. So the etzem Indian of a container re- re- requires a power of gavul. Because when there is a power, that's why the Alter Rebbe explains in Tanya, interesting, Yishara Yichud Vemunah that we're learning now, he explains in Tanya that the oirois, the oir, which is the chesed. Chesed is responsible for the energy. And gevura is responsible for the concealment and, the, and, that the, that, and for the kalim, for the vessels to be able to receive it. That's related to the gevuras. The shayrish of kalim are in gevura. The shayrish of oir is in chesed. Since we're talking about over here of making a base on migdash, which is making a keli, 
we're going to have to activate primarily the, Levi- the, the, the side of Gevura. And that's why it's the Levium. Because the Levium, we learned so many times, Kehanim are the energy of Chesed. That's why they're the ones who bless the Jewish people. With love, they make a special blessing, Levarech Asama Yisrael Ba'ahava with love. Kehanim are all about energy, and Levium are all about containers and vessels. So therefore, it's the Levium primarily that are the ones who erect the Mishkan and put up the Mishkan. It's through Gevura. And what does it mean? And it's like the Inyan of the Oilam Yargis Adam which is the idea how now, making a Kaili is through Gevura. Okay? That means that when a person makes a Kaili, he has to be, he has to limit, has to take the thing and create spiritually making a Kaili. When we want to make ourselves into a Kaili for God, it's prime. How do you make yourself into a vessel of Hashem? It's primarily through your discipline power. Because if a person doesn't discipline themselves and they allow themselves to be all over the place, whatever their heart desires, and they're not disciplined, they can't be a vessel for holiness. Holiness requires discipline, and discipline mainly is what makes you into a keli. Because the discipline is what is where you push away that which is unwanted, and you get rid of all the dirt and all the schmutz, in which you become a keli. So, that's what he says. And when, which the idea of is when the sages say when a person is lazy or just not inspired or there may be going about their Yiddishkeit but there's no like, so I mentioned that, that's laziness. So then you need to, it says you should enrage your Yitzhatov on your Yitzhatov. You should get angry. You should yell at your at your Yitzhahara. How dare you? Oh, that means you're evoking holy gavura. Yelling and, 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 and being enraged is an element of gavura. Use that gavura to rein in the Yitzhahara. But that's what helps you make yourself into a Kaili for God. The And that's why these are the three Leviyam. So it's interesting. Even though the three hands, the three hands that we're talking about. The three arms of God, the great arm, the strong arm, and the exalted arm are chesed gevurit teferes. And now we're saying they're all three families of Leviim, Gershon, Kahos, and Merari. And Leviim are gevura. And we're saying that the three hands are chesed gevurit teferes, all three. The answer is the primary job of making a mishkan, of setting up the vessels, is the gevura. Is the job of the Gevura. It's the task of Gevura. But in Gevura itself, there is Chesed Shebe Gevura, Gevura Shebe Gevura, and, and, and Tefera Shebe Gevura. So the three Levim are the three aspects of Gevura, as we're going to see. Now in Gemara, in the first chapter, it says, Darash Bar Kapara. Bar Kapara Darshit. He gave a drush. What did he say? He expounded. The work of the tzaddikim is greater than the work of heaven and earth. Yeah? The work of the tzaddikim, the deeds of the tzaddikim, are greater than creation. That means what, what we, the Jewish people, do, we, the Jewish people, are all called tzaddikim. 
The work and the accomplishment of the Jewish people is greater than the work of heaven and earth. Why? Where do we see that? Because by the creation of heaven and earth, it says, Af yodi eretz also my hand Yaz the Oretz founded the earth Hashem says my hand founded earth the Yemini and my right hand spread out the heavens hi no so what do you see from there I mentioned this earlier for heaven Hashem used only his right hand and for earth God used only his left hand this is a, before we quoted a pasuk in, Yesh, in Yeshaya. The, the sages also explain. Hashem stretched out his left, left hand, and he created earth. He stretched out his right hand, he created the heavens. This is when he created heaven and earth. But the Mishkan, who built the Mishkan? The tzaddikim, the Jewish people, built the Mishkan. What does it say? Ksiv, it says in the pasuk, "Machain l'shivtecha pa'alta Hashem." It is a seat. Machain is it is prepared to your seat that you Hashem made. Migdash adna koinenu yadecha, the migdash of God that your hands established. So for the base of migdash, both hands, and who made the base of migdash? The tzaddikim. It shows that the work of the tzaddikim is greater than what God did. God creates heaven and earth, and we build a mishkan out of it. And our work is greater than his work. Oh, but here it doesn't mention three hands. It mentions only two hands. The right hand and the left hand. I know. What do you see from here? So, Toysvis asked the question. Bar says that the work of tzaddikim is greater. Why? Because in, in, in creation, heaven, heaven and earth were created by right hand and left hand. And the tzaddikim make a base of English that's created by both hands. So Toysus asked the question. Well, in creation, there's also both hands. Because his right hand creates heaven, and his left hand creates earth. So it's also both hands. What do we mean that the work of building a mishkan is greater than the work of the tzaddikim? It's also the same. So Taisus answers like this. In the making of the Mishkan, it's one Mishkan being done by both hands. In the making of Shamayim, it's two separate things. Shamayim is one, and Oretz is another. So Shamayim in each individual deed is only one hand. Even though God used both hands in the totality of creation, but for heaven he used one hand, and for earth he used the other hand. But in the Beis HaMikdash, the whole Beis HaMikdash was created through two hands. That's what the that's what Taisa says. So we turn over the page. Also in one deed, the Hainu Beis Amin, which is the Beis Amigdash, because of Shnei Yadayim, it says both hands. Kain Pidush Atoisvish Sham, so said Taisvish. Uvegam came to Pidush Rashi Bechumish. It's also brought down in Rashi and Chumish. As I mentioned earlier, Pashas Beshalach, Tazvov Yudzai. For Ayim Bermarsha. Now to have a deeper Gishmaker, better understanding of this idea of Taisvish. That it's in one deed that has both hands. And unlike creation where both hands were also active, but they were in two separate deeds. The question is, 
Why is creation considered two separate deeds? Why shouldn't we say that creation also? Heaven and earth is one creation. And Hashem uses both hands. Ah, there's a major difference. In heaven and earth, heaven and earth remain, remain separate. Because heaven represents the spiritual, and the earth represents the physical. And in the act of creation, when God created the world, God kept the spiritual and the physical separate. There was no connection. But when we built a Mishkan after the giving of the Torah, when God empowered us to bring heaven down to earth, in the Mishkan, heaven and earth converge. Spiritual and physical come together. So that's why the Mishkan is, 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 is the two hands of God together. In the creation, it's separated. The Ayin b'Marshal, that's what the Marshal says. Ksub b'Sham, b'Chadusha Yagodesh. Ha-Pirish, the Pirish is like this. The B'Maiser Shemayim v'Oretz in the work of, of heaven and earth. Lo'in nishabru adayin ha-Beiz Yodos Yachad. The two hands were not yet attached together. Shehem ha-Chesed v'Gvura. Which are Chesed and Gvura. Ela ha-Shamayim, Shemayim l'Hashem. The heavens are the heavens to Hashem. V'Oretz v'Chulu, which means and the rest of the Pasuk. And the Oretz was given to man, two separate things. But through the deeds of yachad, we join these two together. Because that's what tzaddikim do. They take physical things and use them for spiritual causes. So that's connection, earth and heaven. And therefore he says, the marshal says something very gishmak. Not only is this seen, it's seen in the makers of the mishkan. Who made the Mishkan? Two, two people appointed, Betzalel and Aliyah. Betzalel represents Shamayim, heaven. Betzalel represents Chesed. Betzalel and Aliyah. Because Betzalel has the word Betzel, Kale. Betzel, Kale. Kale is Chesed. As it says in the Pasuk, Chesed, Kale, Kol Hayom. So Betzalel is related, he's the shadow of Chesed. So that's related to Shamayim. Chesed keil kol spiritual. Because in the heavens, God, God is revealed. That's his chesed. On earth, God is concealed. That's gevura. It's left hand. Hashem hides himself. Now what's the connection of Eliyav, the second one? So Eliyav, it's not in his name. At least he doesn't explain it over here. But it's from the tribe where Eliyav comes from. Eliyav comes from Don. Don is the same word as dinim, judgment, gevura. See? If Betzalel is chesed, because Kael is chesed, Eliyav is don, din, judgments, gevura, same idea. For Eliyav, lamate don, Eliyav is lamate don. But when they made the Mishkan, it was a joint venture, it was a joint project. It was Betzalel and Eliyav together. These were the two powers of chesed and gevura, heaven and earth, giloi and tzimtzum, coming together. So you can actually, right? The point of the year was to combine the element of Gevura, which is earth, which is concealment, to Chesed, to kindness. That means that even in earthly things, there should be godly revelation. That's the Marsha. And his words of the Marsha, the, 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 the Rebbe says, fit very well. It seems like, by the way, it seems like the first two, almost the first two parakim over here, almost, most of it, is Tzemach Tzedek. It's not even, it's not even the Alter Rebbe. Because when you learn the Mimer in the original form, in Admar Mare, Admar Azak, and Tavkuf Samach Vav, and in Anachis Rav Pinchas, 
and it's, this Maimer is also bought in the Nachas of Pinchas uh, from Shklov. Um, in, 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 in those two places, most of the information in the first two pro- chapters that we're going to learn are not, is not even there. All this. You can see it's a Tzemach Tzedek star lochet. Um, it's a Tzemach Tzedek style with me, that he, he throws a lot of medrash and gemaris and everything together to explain things. And his words fit very well which says in medrash va'era perek everything that God wants he makes in heaven and earth I didn't check the medrash up but I think this is the idea where the medrash says that until the giving of the Torah the heaven and the earth were separated and by creation, Hashem desires to unify them. And the explanation of the matter is as follows. Now he's going to give it a deeper... What does it mean that, that in creation, Shamayim and Oretz are separated? Right? That's what we're saying. In creation, heaven and earth are separated. In Mishkan, they are converged. So what's the deeper meaning of that? So he's explaining. Shamayim... In addition to Shemayim, meaning the heavens that we see, Shemayim also represents a symbolic of something else. Shemayim is something that surrounds us. It encompasses us. It's, and it's round. The Shemayim are the Igulim. The Shemayim are the Igulim. I'm going to be balanced. I have to be balanced a little bit on this side too. The Shemayim are Igulim. They're spheres. They're round. So therefore, the Shemayim is indicative and it is, it is symbolic of what we call the Soiviv Kalal. We're holding on the second page, 42. And we're holding uh, maybe like uh, 10 lines from the top, maybe less. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9. T- 9 lines. Bira A line begins with the word asa, only by biradava. So when you look at Shamayim, Shamayim is surrounding. So Shamayim represents the Saiviv Kalal. You know, we learned many times already, we don't have to explain it again. But we learned that the, the Zohar says that Hashem is Mamala Kalalman Vesaiviv Kalal. Mamala Kalalma means he addresses and he enlivens each creature and every creation with an individual energy that is specified to that particular creation. So each tree, for instance, each berry, a, a, a blueberry, has a different kind of an energy than a, than a strawberry. Each one has its own chayas, its own godly chemistry. Each one. And Hashem lowers his energy down. Sayyid Kalaman is an, a, 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 a general chayas that encompasses all of existence together. Hashem enlivens everything in one swoop. And the idea is that the energy is not particularized. It's still... All encompassing, it's infinite, it's ain't sof. So it's almost like he's machaya, mahav, everything from outside, from above. So that's symbolic in Shamayim and Oretz. Oretz is detailed, Shamayim is the soiv of Kalam. Shamayim represents the makif. Which is the soiv. That means God prior to him adapting to anything. Hashem in his infinite state. Vizahu, and that's the meaning of. The Yamini, Tapcha Shamayim, my right hand created heaven. Or Tapcha spread out the Shamayim, the heavens. Why does it have to do with the right hand? Because we know that the right side is Chesed. 
left side is Gevura. What's the deeper meaning of Chesed? Chesed means you reveal yourself to someone. You're being kind to them, means you're open up to them. So if God is revealing Himself, Hashem is not finite, Hashem is infinite. So if Hashem allows His energy to go pour out of Himself without any limitations, so that's Chesed. It's, it's an expression of Him. It's unlimited revelation of God. So that's the Saiviv Kalalman. What did we say earlier? The Saiviv Kalalman is prior to Hashem's Tzimtzum contraction to each individual creature and each particular thing. So the Mamala Kalalman, let me put it again, the indwelling light of God is a, deriv- is, is a derivative from Hashem's Gevura. Hashem's Saiviv, the, the encompassing light of Hashem, is a derivative of Hashem's Chesed. That's why when it comes to Shamayim, it says, my right hand made heaven. Hashem, your right hand God, Nedari is beautified, Bakoyach with power. It's Hashem's power, unrestricted power, and unrestrained power. That's the Koyach of the Ein Soif, of the infinite, the Oyer of the infinite one. It's Beligavul, that's the Soif of Oretz, But what's Oretz? Oretz. Oretz is the Mamalakalam. Why is Oretz the Mamalakalam? Why is Oretz the Mamalakalam? Because Oretz is what we say, it's Hashem's limited light. Hashem's Malchus is the Malchus of all worlds. So that's the power. I'm sorry. That, that's the power where Hashem enters into every oilam. Malchus cha malchus is related already to Sfira Sam. Oh, by the way, let me just be very brief for a moment. Soiv of is connected generally to Madrega of Keser. Just like a Keser sits on top of the head. Keser is ain't sof. It's believable. That's what Kabbalah says, right? Keser is believable. Malchus, the power of Mamalakalalman, is Hashem's dibur, speech. Malchus is Hashem's mouth. When, when you speak and you relate to someone through speech, you have to communicate to them in their language or else you're not communicating. So when Hashem communicates through speech, He communicates to each creature according to what it's able to handle. And that's why we talk and say about Malchus. Malchus cha, Malchus, kolaylamim. It's Hashem's Malchus is to each oilam. There is a different Malchus. He lowers Himself down to each world. It's not like Keser. Keser is uniform. It's equal everywhere. One sweeping power encompasses everything. We know there's a special malchus of each world and so on and so forth. So that's already the Hashem's left hand. We know that malchus, we know that malchus is primarily built on Gevura, on Hashem's power of Tzimtzum. Like we see before the Pasik malchus, malchus, what do we say? It's the power of Gevura, which is those Gevuras which restrict the energy. So like it says in that Mimer, which also is a Mimer that we learned, in order to create Mispar, in order to create number, or else it's Beligvul. So that power of, 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 of Malchus, where is Malchus receiving? It's receiving from Hashem's left hand. Al derech, it's the it's the idea sha'amar die that Hashem says to his world, enough. So chesed is what power? What's the power of chesed? Chesed is not die. 
the opposite of die. Hashem is unrestricted and unlimited and unfiltered, infinite. But then there is another koyach, that everything should be in a state of gavul and tachlis. Good. So by creation, what is he explaining over here? I'm just going to review just one little point over here. The, the, the one little point is, he's differentiating, it says that the work of making a base English is bigger and greater than the maizim of, of creation. Because by creation, Hashem only used one hand. In Shemayim, he used his right hand, and, his, and in, and in Aretz, he used his left hand. But by Tzadikim, Migdash Hashem, Koinenu Yodecha. That both hands are used. What's, what's the idea? Now that we understand what the two hands are, the right hand is the Abish's power to express himself, Beligvul, the power of expression. Gvur is the Abish's power to constrict and limit himself. Two separate powers. God has a power, the Abishta has a power for infinite e- expansion. The Abishter also has a power for finite constriction. So in creation, the Abishter didn't mix these two powers. The power of infinite will remain above. In Shamayim Taka, the Oira Bligvul of the Abishter is felt. But in Aretz, everything is limited. What's the Chiddush of the Beis Amigdash? The Chiddush of the Beis Amigdash is a convergence of Gvul and Bligvul. What's the idea of the Beis Amigdash? Beis Amigdash is a small little house. Shlomo HaMelech said, when he made the Beis HaMingdash, he cried out, he said, how does this work? He says, Heavens and the heavens above can't continue. This little, 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 little hut. No one can be a keli for you and this little house. But the answer is, yeah, that little house, the Ebrister is shaykhin and mislavish. And you take a seat in the Beis HaMingdash, how the Gavul and the Beli Gavul Mamish became one. Because I'll say, that Makayma Arayin Eina Minamida. The place of the Arayin didn't take up space. Now, the Arayin was a specific amount of space. The Arayin had specific physical measurements. And yet, in that physical measurements, it didn't take up space. It, it was spaceless, which was a feature of the Ain Sof. So space and beyond space converged. That was a physical manifestation of this idea of Gavul and Bligvul coming together. So that's what it means, Migdash Hashem, Koinenu Yadecha, that both your hands, Ebishter, are involved in this Indian. When this is the meaning of Avalai but through the work of Tzadikim, Mechabrim Yodayim, the two hands become attached. Tahainu, page 42, the next page. Tahainu, in the middle, in the middle of the first column, you'll see a bunch of tiny little words, like three lines of t- tiny words. And the next line below that, that's where we're holding. But through the work of Tzadikim, the two hands come together. The whole idea of a Beis HaMikdash is we draw down the Ur from the Soivev, the encompassing infinite light, and we attached it into the Mamale, into the finite elements of creation. And here's the idea. The Migdash was the headquarters. But from the base of Migdash, we were able to accomplish it anywhere. Once you had a place where there was a chibur of al and Tachtaydim, once there is a place where heaven and earth meet, once there is a place where the Ein Sof meets the Gavul, then any Jew anywhere in the entire world has that koyach to do it in his own backyard. In his own, in his own house. 
Because that koyach to unify the Ein Sof with the world. And as he says, the keli and where this gilui is revealed. Saying in Migdash Hashem, that's the base of English, where the gilui happens. And from there, it's an empowerment everywhere. which this is the keli, is by gilui koidesh elyon of kalam. Where the koidesh elyon, the supernal one, can reveal himself, that's the soiv of Kalalman, Hashem as he is not limited, Hashem who is infinite. For who When we talk about tzion, we say sometimes we refer to Yerushalayim as Yerushalayim, and sometimes we refer to it as tzion. So what's the idea of tzion? Tzion is that nekuda, the deepest nekuda in a Jew's heart, where he has a nekuda point where the ain't self can reside. The point in a Jew's heart where the finite and the infinite merge. The keli, the, the Beis Amigdash was also. That keli where the whole world attaches itself to the believable. V'zehu, and this is the meaning of koinenu yadecha. Your hands have established. V'zehu gamke, Masha Amin Razal, this is also what Chazal say. Gadol migdash shenitin ben shtei oisiyos. The Beis Amigdash is so great, it was given between two oisiyos. What does that mean between two names of Hashem? The base of English is, when you see the base of English is stated between two names of Hashem. What does it mean between two names of Hashem? It says in the Pasuk, Hashem. So you say Migdash is between two names of Hashem. First, Pa'alta Hashem is Yutke Vavke, and Migdash Adna, Migdash Aleph Dalad Nun Yud. So the base of English is sandwiched. Between two names of Hashem. What's the deeper meaning? We know that the name Havaya means past, present, and future as one. So Havaya represents the transcendental dimension of God, where God is higher than time and space. Hashem's ain't soif, that's what Havaya. Adna, what does Adna mean? He's a master over creation. Creation is already time and space. So that's the Hashem coming down and lowering Himself down to be Shayach Tazman and Makoy. That's why, and we said before that Sfira Samalchus, and by Sfira Samalchus we say Melech Molach Yimloich. We, we, we speak about past, present, and future. So when Adna, which is Hashem being a Odoin already related to creation, so it's Hashem's already contracted light and life force. That's already Shayach too, to Mamalach Lamatadamit. Oh. What's the base of Migdash? The base of Migdash serves as a combiner and as an attacher between the Ori and Saif and, and, and the fire. That's why all the Nisim happened at the base of Migdash. That's why also when Yidin came to the base of Migdash, as many Jews as they came, they had enough space. No matter how they moved, it, it was a space that was spaceless. Before I showed you the Ori, but it's B'chlal in the Mishkan and the Azara and the Sara Nisim that happened. Because Teva comes from Shem Adna. Miracles come from where Shem Havaya, from that's higher, that's why it's beyond the old order, anything can happen. But in the Beis Migdash, miracles were regular because there was a fusion, the two were together. So that's what Chazal say, that it's sandwiched between Havaya and Adna, between the two names. Because that's its whole Indian to unify the Soivev and the Mamalek. It attaches the two names Havaya and Adna, Havaya and Adna. She was Soiv of Kalalman and Mamala Kalalman, the Soiv of Kalalman and the Mamala Kalalman. Sheheim Shoirish Chesed the Gevura. 
which as we said earlier, which they are the Shoyrish of Chesed and Gevura. Because Chesed is Gilui, a revelation of Hashem's great infinite power. Gevura is Hashem's ability to re- constrict himself and make himself operate within Teva, within nature. So now the fusion of Teva and, and, and beyond nature is a fusion between Chesed and Gevura. So the Zoya says an interesting thing. I didn't get a chance to look up the Zoya. But it says like this. The Zoya says that Migdosh Adna is the same idea as Koyach Adna. Where do you see that? In two weeks from now, Pasha Shlach, after the Chet Ameraglim, when a terrible Pegam happened, Moshe Rabbeinu, in order to repair the Pegam, said, Va'ato yigdalna koyach adna. Let the koyach adna become great. So the Zoyar draws a parallel between migdosh adna and koyach adna. And the Zoyar says that migdosh adna is the same idea as koyach adna. Al-derech va'ato yigdalna koyach adna. That the koyach of Aleph, Daled, Nun, Yud is the same idea as migdosh adna. Ayin Shah. Look in the Zayar. I should take a look it up. I didn't get a chance. But what's Gavaldik? Let's see in a minute. What's the meaning of this idea of Koyach? We learned that Maimer already. I forgot it already. I had enough time to learn it and forget it. But we learned yeah. Oh, but let's see. What did we say? In order to establish what's the idea of the base of Mikdash? The Chiddush of the Beis Hamikdash is that it's a, it's a connection of the two hands of the Eibushter of Chesed and Gevura. The expression of Beligvul and Gevura, all both of them come together. Koyach is twenty-eight, and twenty-eight is two times fourteen. Yad Yad, the two hands. There's two hands. There's Yad Agedula and there's Yad Achazaka. The two hands of the Eibushter, his right hand and his left hand. Koyach is twenty-eight. Is the unification of both those two arms. It's also the two. These two hands become one koyach. They become one power. Where do you find this idea that the two hands become one? In Oz Yosheh we say, And that's why it attaches the other hand, because the left hand also becomes the right, I think. I'm not sure... That's what he means, but it's possible. Because there it says, Yemin Hashem, Nadori Bakoyach, Yemin Hashem, that the left and the right are both connected. And, but there it uses the word Bakoyach, with Koyach. This is also the idea of just like we say, Gidoilo Migdosh. Shenitno Ben Shtei. Gidoilo Migdosh, Shenitno, the base of Migdosh is so great, Shenitno that it was given, Ben Shtei. Shemois between two names. Chazal say the same thing about Gedoy Lodeya. That Das is a very great thing. Das, Gedoy Lodeya, that it was also given between two names. Because it says, Kikel Deya is Hashem. Chana says it in her, in her song that she sings after Shmuel Anabi was born. She says, Kikel Deya is Hashem. So there too you have Kel, Deya is in the middle, and Havaya afterwards. So Chazal. Why? Because he's going to explain the whole idea. The whole Indian of Beis Amigdash. What's the whole Indian of Beis Amigdash? We said earlier. 
It's the attaching of the soiviv to the mamale. It's attaching the chesed the gravura. In other words, what does it mean? It's the attachment of the finite to the infinite between us and the Abishter. That's what it is. It's the attachment of the finite, it's atta- of the makabal and the mashpia. The two of them are unified. Which that's the union of das. Das is the union of attachment. Where do we find that? Chazal, when the Pasuk wants to use a word for a chibur of mashpia and makabal, of ish isha, it says, va'adam yada eschava. So yada, das, it's the, no, it's the knowing where the attachment happens. So you find Taka by the Beis HaMikdash, which word does the Abishter, after we build the Mishkan, what is it, what's the word? Hashem says, v'nai lecha, Shav. And Rashi says, I will set a time, an intimacy, a private time. So the word v'nai is the same letters as v'nai dati. I will make myself be known to you. So the Indian of the Beis HaMikdash, again, is this, is this, this attachment is through das. What you're attaching, let's understand what you're attaching. What you're attaching is chesed and gavura. Chesed is the right side, gavura is the left side. But the attachment happens through the middle. So das is in the center. We know there are three columns. We'll Kabbalistic over here. There's chesed on the right side. But on top of chesed is chachma. Chachma bina das. Chachma is on the right, bina is on the left. Das is in the middle. Below das is teferis and yesoid. On the right side is chachma, chesed, netzach. On the left side is bina, gvura, hoid. So even what we're trying to attach over here is the two extremes. The chesed and the gvura. But how are they being attached through? Through das, which das and tef- is similar is on top of teferis, it's the middle. And we also know that teferis is, is a combination of chesed, like Yaakov. Avram, Yitzhak, and Yaakov. Yaakov is a harmony between chesed and gevura. Avram and Yitzhak are both extremists. That's why they couldn't build, build the Jewish people yet. It was only when they find balance. Balance is found in Yaakov. Yaakov has both. You have Yaakov. Yaakov is a scholarless. And that's Das. Das is the attachment. So that's why Das is given also between because the Das is the Mechaber between the two Shemois like the Migdash. In a sense we can say the Migdash is the Das. Because the Migdash is the center that attaches these two in Yad. That's also the idea that there are three hands. You see, in the Gemara that he quoted before, he quoted the Gemara, Bar Kapara says, that the Migdash is, the deeds of the Tzadikim is greater than heaven and earth. Because by heaven and earth, by heaven Hashem used his right hand, by earth he used his left hand. But when the Ebershta makes a, when Tzadikim make a base on Migdash, both hands. So we're only talking about two hands. But the mimer, right in the beginning, we discussed that when it says koinenu yadecha, according to Kabbalah, the Ramaz, Ramosh Zakusi, says it's referring to Hashem's three hands. What are the three hands? So he brings his yad hagedula. In regarding to the Abishta's hands, we find three descriptions: yad hagedula, yad hachazaka, v'yayisrael. So yad hagedula, shurah Hashem and then we have the yad hachazaka. 
He's going to take them out of their land. Yigarshim, whatever it says over there. And then there's one more. B'nai Yisrael Yoitzim, B'yad Rama, with an exalted hand. Oh. So that's why, till now we're speaking about the chibur of the two hands. But the chibur of the two hands happens through the third arm, which is the Yad Rama. The three hands. Even though the Gemara only mentions two hands, Shem Chesed Gevura, which are Chesed and Gevura. The Gemara is talking about what is being connected. And the Kabbalists are talking about not just what is being connected, but the power to connect them as well. And that's the mysterious Yad, which is the Yad, yad Rama. This is the power of Teferis. That's the middle column. That attach Chesed the to be together. For who Inyan Hadas, which is the Inyan of Das, Shemachaber. You see, on the emotional level, where the emotions are, is Chesed Gevura Teferis. On the intellectual level, it's Chachma, Bina, and Das. So Das and Teferis are always the connector. Teferis is Machaber the emotions, and Das is Machaber the two opposite powers of the mind. And I'll give you an example. What does it mean to be Machaber the opposite power of the mind? There's two powers in a person's mind. There's a power of creativity, which is chachma, right? It's always the flash, the nekuda, the, the point. And then there is, then there is the, the bina. What's the bina? Bina is the analytical part of the mind. So a lot of times you have a person, sadly, and it, it just becomes like a certain dyslexia in learning. There are some people that they're very, very into questions and answers, and they get very into dissecting every sugya. But they become so into dissecting the details, they totally lose the point. And they don't even know what the point is. They can't. They don't have a chibur of the point to the details. They just get lost in, the, in, in all the details and they mamish don't have a chibur to the point. Then there are people that are stuck in, in the creative side and they can't flesh out the details. So there needs to be a chibur between the two. Like it says, Havein v'chachma o chakein v'bina. It's a pasuk in, in one of uh, Shleim HaMelech's uh, teachings somewhere, probably Mishle, okay, Halas, probably Mishle. Chachem, in order to learn properly, you have to be able to keep the nekuda amongst the details and flesh out the details even when you're getting a nekuda, right? To be able to connect the two. That's the middle, that's the das. So now, um, like we'll see soon. What's the power of Das? And what's the power of Teferis? To be able to be Mechaber two opposites. Because Al Yedei Sheshor Shoy Lamayla Mebeiz Abchinois. The Shorish of Das goes up higher than all the other, than the other extremes. V'oyla Ada Keser. I showed, I, I mentioned this earlier in the class, when you look at a human being, a human being is really structured from three sides. Right? Yumina usmalo ubeneu kala. There's the center, which is like the torso, and then there is the right side and the left side. But you see that the two sides only go up till here. The center goes up higher, all the way to the skull. The skull is the kesser of the crown. The middle column is much higher than the than the than the sides. That's why Yaakov Avinu, for instance, is called Bechir Sheba Aves. He goes up. He's also called some places. 
in the Mishkan Taka, there were Berichim that attached in order to connect Keresh to Keresh there were these poles. So there was an upper pole and a lower pole. And then there was a middle pole called Vabriach HaTichai. Mavriach Minakotze Elakotze. Goes from one end all the way to the other end. The center goes all the way from the top all the way, all the way. And that's the reason also why um, because it goes up Ada Keser. What's Keser? Keser is the Eberster. See, when we say the when we say the Eberster is is the Eberster finite? Chas for sure. Not finite. He created a finite world. And he has a koyach to do finite things. But he's not finite. Is the Eberster infinite? Most people would say he's infinite. Because infinite means he doesn't have limitations. But by saying that God is infinite, that too is a description. Because infinite means he doesn't have limitations. So he's, he's in a sense, he's limited in being infinite. The Eberster doesn't have any... The Eberster is not finite and neither infinite. He has no description whatsoever. He could emanate in the infinite, then he can emanate infinite power, which as we said earlier is the site of Kalamut. Is his power of chesed where he's emanating an infinite energy. The Eberster can emanate a restricted energy, which is finite. So it comes out that both the chesed and the gevura don't aren't really relating to the Eberster himself. The chesed that's beligavol and the gevura that's gavol is not really Eberster. These are manifestations of him. The true, the true Eberster is neither each. Oh, that's where the center goes. Das and Teferes, they rise up into God himself that has no definitions. And that's why when Das, when it emanates throughout the world, it always is a connector. Because when you are above the parties, in order to, in order to make shalom between two parties, you have to be above them both. Only, only a mediator, the shayrish of the mediator, always is higher than that which it's mediating about. So that's the idea. The Shirish is higher than oil of oil that Kesser goes all the way up to the Kesser. Final she some shachas oira soivir kalalman bimamala kalalman. In order for us to be able to attach the soiviv kalalman, what does that mean? The Abishter's the light that's infinite. Bim, the miracles that we spoke earlier. Bimamala kalalman, in the mamala kalalman that's finite. Tsarich liyos, we need to aliyadei ham shacham oirin soiv baruchu mamish. From the Oren Soif himself, not the Soivev. Soivev Kalaman is already the power of Bali Gavul. That's not Ebishter himself. We have to be Mamshech from the Oren Soif Baruch Hu Mamish. Here he adds Mamish. Shalomai Lagam Ibchena Soivev Kalaman. It is higher even than the Soivev. And that's why it can attach the Soivev and the Mamale. Which is Vezer Inyan Yad Harama. That's why it's also called Yad Harama. Rama means it's exalted. It goes rum, rum, all the way up. Ukeinian, it's the idea of ki go'oi go'a. Go'oi itself is already soiv of Kalalman. Go'oi, he's above. Go'oi go'a, he's above being above. So he said earlier, he's above being infinite. <laughs> In those places. And this will understand the Luchura. He's referring to the Marsha. Toysvus, I mean. 
Masha Kosu Vatoises Bixubishan. Toises in Ksubisel. Avo the Maisa Tzadikim Bechad Maisa. Kamoi Besa Midosh Ksivtarti Yadayim at Kamashoyim. Toises was bothered by Bar Kapora's statement. What was Bar Kapora's statement? Bar Kapora said that the Gdoyla Maisa Tzadikim, making of the Besa Migdosh, is greater than making heaven and earth. Because in heaven and earth, there's, there's separate hands. So Toises asked, in heaven and earth, there's also, in heaven and earth, there's also two hands. One making heaven, making earth, and in the base of Mishra. So why is the Maisa Tzadikim great? So Toises says, Bechad Maisa. In heaven and earth, it's two separate Asiyas. He made heaven, he made earth. But in, in Beis Amigdash, it's two hands of the Abishter in one Maisa. So he asks the Kasha, Adayim, we don't understand. The Yeshla Haksha says that we can ask. said states in, in, in Medrash Rabbah. When it says on the day that Moshe Rabbeinu concluded setting up the Mishkan. So it says that when Moshe Rabbeinu finished making the Mishkan, it's like Moshe Rabbeinu created the world. Because the base Amigdash is Shakul, Keneged Kola Oilam Kula, Ketza. So the Medrash starts drawing a parallel. In, 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 in the beginning, God created heaven. Uksiv, noite shamayim kayeria. Hashem made the shamayim like a yeria. And what do we have in the Mishkan? A yeria means a per, uh, like a curtain. And what do we have in the Mishkan? We have yeriyos. Ube Mishkan ksiv, asiso yeriyos izim la'oyel. So you have a parallel to shamayim. Just like in, in creation you have a shamayim. In Migdash you have a shamayim. Ein shambarichas. The kivin shekeim. Oh, and then it goes on to explain how all the other parts of the Mishkan are compared to Oretz, to the different things that are in creation. If we say that the Ureas of the Mishkan are Shamayim, the Shar Advarim Shebe Mishkan and everything else that's in the Mishkan, Henkamoy Advarim Sheyesh Ba'aretz, are like things that are in Oretz, Ayin Sham Bemedrish, look over there in the Medrish, the Imkain, if so, Alpha Pisha Kasa Bemishkan Tarte Yadayim, even though by the Mishkan the Taka says two hands, Koinenu Yadecha, Ain Zetarte Yadayim Bedavar Echad, it's not two hands in one thing, Kiyim Tarte Yadayim Shabaolam, it's the same like the two hands that are in the world. In the world there were also two hands in creation, one for heaven, one for earth. Here you're making a miniature, it's like going to Legoland, and you see like a miniature. A miniature, um, a miniature Manhattan or a miniature Washington D.C. So the Mishkan is a miniature, a miniature creation. But in the Mishkan itself, you have a Shemayim and an Oretz. Ma'achas shebe Mishkan yeshkam kein Shemayim upchenas Oretz and Oretz. Im kein tarto yodecho deksiv gabe Migdash comes out that the two hands that it says by Migdash hainu yemin lepchenas Shemayim. The right hand is for heaven. Shehen yiriyas Mishkan, which are the yiriyas Mishkan. And the left hand, to the earth, So how is the work of tzaddikim greater than the work of heaven? May I have to say, In the base on Migdosh, the two hands attack a converged. And they become one. What does that mean? It's the Hamshacha and the Hizgalos. It's the drawing down and the revelation of the Oira Soiviv Kalam, of the light of the infinite one. The encompasser, Shenikro Yemin, that's called the right hand. Bibchenas Mamala Kalam, that's revealing itself in the Mamala Kalam and Anikrismoil, which is called left hand. Kamoshakasa, like it says, Atogibor Oilam Hashem. So you see that what? That the Mamala Kalam and Adna. 
The name Adon is the Mamalek Alman. And what does it say by it? Atogibor, which is the left hand. Uksev, it says another Pasuk, Kvoid Malchus Choyemeru, Ugvuras Choyedaberu. That Malchus, which is the power of the Mamale, the indwelling, limiting power, is all through the power of Gevura. So these are two separate powers. A lot of Gevura and a lot of Tzimtzumim. But through the work of Tzadikim, We're Mamshech, the Giloy of Shem Havaya, of the Yud Kevavke, which is Ein Sof, Bishem Adna in the name Adna. Where do we see that? Where do we see that in the Beis Migdash, the Havaya, the Soiv of Kalaman is revealed? It says in the Pasik, Vahavaya Behechal Kachoy. Hashem is in his Hechal. Now watch this. Hechal is 65. Hechal is Chaf Lamed is 50. Plus Yud is 60. Plus Hey, 65. So Heichal is Adna. Adna is 65. The Havaya Beheichal means that Havaya is Be'adna. This is the unification of Havaya and Adna. What does that really mean? It means that the Ein Soif, the Ebeshter is Nizgala in time and space. Mamish in the physical parts of this world is Nizgala the Ebeshter. Heichal Gematria Adna. Another, another proof to this. We know that today's days, whenever we see Yudke Vavke, we can't pronounce it Yudke Vavke. We only pronounce everything as Aleph, Dalet, Nun, Yod, as if it was written Adna. And the reason is, we can perceive that there is a power of the Abishter in this world, that we can perceive. We see. A person can deduce, the wind is blowing, how does that happen? The power of the Abishter. The plants are growing, power of the Abishter. But we don't have an Isgalos of the transcendental infinite power that we don't see. The best we can see is the Koyach of Adna. When we're, when we're, since a person has to be true in what he's saying, and since Havaya, we can talk about it from today till tomorrow, but we don't know what it is because we don't experience it, we don't see it. So therefore, even though it's written Havaya, but the, the Kri, Kri is the way we, we experience it, the way we call it, the way it's being Nizgala, not the way it's written in the Chumash, the way it's being read, meaning the way it's being Nizgala, is only Adna. That's what we see. But in the Beis Amignosh, over there they, they, they said the Yud Kei the Tetragrammaton, the Yud Kei they pronounced it Kamoy Shahu. Why? Because when you went into the Beis Amignosh, you felt Giloy of Yud Kei which is higher. They said the name of the Ebersh to Kiksavoy. In the Medina, they only, outside of the Beis Amignosh, they only said in his Kinoy. This Chabrezu shall Beis Yod of and this attachment of the two hands of the Ebeshter, this is through Yad Harama, this is through the Ebeshter's big hand. Meaning, what are we connecting the Yad Gedula to the Yad HaGavura? Yad HaChazaka. Those are the hands. But who is connecting Yad Harama? That's the Yad Harama. This is the the ability to draw down this giloy bepnimius to internalize it. Then he gives you a whole bunch of maramakoimis to look at. Kitzer, let's do the kitzer. Then we'll take a few minute break and then we'll learn Sif Beis. Inyan Migdash Adna, the Inyan of Migdash Adna, Pidish Arizal. The Arizal explains 
When we're making a base amigdash, it means we're making a keli. To be makabel begili of the oirin soif. Vahainu al yadei yadecha. To make the keli, to be makabel the abish, there needs koinenu yadecha, which hands, as we said earlier, the two hands. Ubegamara mavua gamkein. Shebemaisa hamigdash neschabru beis yadayim. In the deeds of the base, in the, in the work of the migdash, was neschabru the two hands keviyachu. Shem soiviv kalalman and mamala kalalman. And this attachment of Chesed and Gevura, this is through the middle one, Das Teferes, Das Teferes. Why is he talking about these three hands? Because the three families of Levian, Gershon, Kaos, and Merari. And the whole Maim explains who these three families are. The Levian were the ones who established the base of Mingdosh. These are the three arms. Because to establish, Kahas, we're going to see later, is Yad HaRama. They're the one who actually makes the connection to the Eberster himself. That's why they carry the Ara and the Menorah and the Shulchan. The Bnei Gershon, who carry the Uriyos, is Yad HaGedula, the Koyach of Ein Saif of the Eberster, the Koyach HaPolikimol. Merari, they carry the Krashim, that's the Koyach of, of, the Koyach of Malchus, the Koyach of Mamalakal Alman the contracted, limited light of God that's related to the Bnei Merari. And all three together, you know, these are the three hands that erect the Mesa Migdash. Gershon, Kahas, Merari, the three arms that put it together. Okay. We'll take a little break and we'll learn Perik Beis. Um, I think today what we might do, I'm not going to finish the Holmheimer, we might do till Perik Gimel, or we might do later till Perik to Perek uh, Dalit or to the middle of Perek, at least in the middle of Gimel. That's what I think I want to stop for today. And then next week we'll finish. Okay. Hine and behold, let's continue. Hine Gimel Yodois, the three hands, and Gimel Bchinas, these are the three Bchinois, Tzimtzum, Vihispashtos, we know that the way the Yudke Vavke reveals itself is first a Yud and then a He and then a Vav. So Yudke Vav and Chasidis it says In Chasidus it says, that Yud K Vav, are Tzimtzum, Hamshacha, and his Pashtas. Tzimtzum is contraction, his Pashtas is hey, so that's the Yud, the yud is a tzimtzum, a contraction. The hay is an expansion. And the vav is a hamshacha. So he's saying now that these three hands are these three powers of these three letters. The power of the, the gvura, the yada chazaka, is the power of tzimtzum. 
the power of the Yud. The power of the He, which is Espashtos, is the power of Yad HaGedula, the, the broadness. And then the power of the Vav is Yad Rama, because that's the power that's the power to come down. Okay, we'll soon see. Even though I'll be Pashtas, if you really think, it's, it's hard to match this up with what he was saying earlier, because we always know that Gedula, the power of Gedula, is related to Chachma. What did he say earlier? He said Chesed is on the right side, and what's on top of Chesed? Chachma. Chachma, and, 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 and what's on the left side? Gevura, what's the top of Gevura? Bina. And, and Bina is usually Tzimtzum, the power of contraction. That's the left side. Now if we're saying that it's the Tzimtzum Hamshacha, Tzimtzum is Pashtus and Hamshacha, it comes out the opposite. Because Chachma, Chachma comes out then that the Chachma is the Yud. And if you're going to say the power of, of, of Chachma is the Tzimtzum, the contraction, then Chachma, then that's the power of Gevura. Yud is the point. The hay is a Spashtas. Hay is from Gevura. Hay is not, is not from Gedula. Yada Gedula. So that's what I'm saying. It's just hard to reconcile this. But in any case, Kihine, let's see. Simtsum vehispashtus vahamshacha. These three things. Simtsum, contraction. Hispashtus, expansion. And hamshacha hem gimel bechinais. Yud keivav. Is the three bechinais of yud keivav. The shemavaya of the shemavaya. Ilechain, and therefore, heima mechoinen and migdosh Hashem. They are what is mechoinen. They're the ones that establish the base of migdosh. Because what's the Migdash? Migdash is the Shekhinah, the latter hay of Hashem's name. Yud Kei Vav the latter hay, that's the Shekhinah. Shehu Hei It's these three powers that are Mechoinein, the Migdash. The Migdash is the, is the, is the latter hay, which is the place where the Yud Kei Vav can, where the Abishter himself can reside. Through these powers, the Abishter connects to the lower hay. The Shem Avai. V'zeu Inyan gimel pamim kadosh. In davening we say kadosh, kadosh, kadosh. At shenim shach liyos maloi kol aaretz kevoidai. Aaretz is malchus. Is the latter hay of Hashem's name. It's called aaretz because it's the lowest madrega. Maloi kol aaretz kevoidai means that the Abishter himself fills the aaretz. How does that happen? There needs to be three powers before that. What are the three powers? Kadosh, Kadosh, Kadosh. Corresponding to the Yud, Kei, Vav, Tzimtzum, Hispashtos, and Amshacha. It's only through these three letters, through these three powers, that it comes down, Maloi Kala Aretz, that the Oyrin Saif can acclimate himself to Malchus, and Malchus can receive the Oyrin Saif. In other words, we the Jewish people, or the Beis Amigdash Eretz Yisrael, and the Beis Amigdash, can be a keli to be makabal the erin soif. In other words, it doesn't just happen. There is a seder, and the seder is these three steps, these three hands. Simtsum is pashtus yud kevav. K'moish shekasev b'divin amaschal rani v'simcha u'bebir al pasik v'nekdashti, as explained in those two places. Achshayich is gimul b'chines hanal la'inyan gimul yadois. 
What's the shaykhs of these three in Yonim? Yud Vav to the three hands, we said earlier. Yad Hagadula, what's the shaykhs? Yesh Loimar, we can say. Based again, he began with the Ramaz and he continues with the Ramaz, Ramosha Zakusi. Parshas Ekev, it's a Pirish on Zoyar. The Pirish Yad. So he, the, the, uh, the Ramaz explains the Pirish of the word of Yad. Yad, each one is a three hands. That's the Pirish of Yad. Yad is 14. So where do you take the number 14? Where do you take the number 14? What's the, what's, what is the 14 made up of? Well, what, you have 10 spheres. Well, what is 14? 13, we know there's 13 attributes of mercy higher in Kesar. What's the number? What's the significance of number 14? Hainu, it, it's comprised from two in Yanim. Dalit Oisi is Shem Havaya. The four is the four letters of Shem Havaya, Yud Kei And the other 10 is the Miloi. Yudke Vavke has a Miloy. What's the Miloy? Miloy are the hidden letters. So Yud, for instance, is Yud Vav Dalet. If you do Shema Vaya Bimiluyon, you have ten, with the, with the hidden letters, you have ten Oisiyos. But it's interesting, including the first letters as well. It's not only the Miloy. If you do only the Miloy, if you do only the Miloy, you have um, how many letters? Vav and Dalid. Hey, you have only um, six, six letters. Six plus four, yeah. You have only six letters. But if you do the outside letters as well, Yud is Yud, Vav, Dalid. Hey is Hey, either Hey, Aleph, or uh, we'll see. There's different Miluyim. But that's how you get number 14. You do the four, four as they stand on their own. And then four, and then ten, which is the oisius with the miloy, and that's fourteen. Vahamiloy de shem avayeshu yud oisius. Now, how do you get the three hands? We said before, yad. How many hands are there? Three hands. What are the three hands? The yesh gimul miluyim. There are four miluyim. That means the way you can fill. There are three miluyim. The way we can fill the yud kevavke is three different ways. I, we can fill it with milu yudin. That means the hays are filled with yuds. Hey yud, hey yud. And the vav is also a yud. Vav, yud, vav. It gives you 72. It's called miloy ayin bays. You have another miloy, which is samach gimel. That's miloy, miloy also of yudin. Besides the vav, the vav becomes filled with an aleph. So you get miloy of, that gives you 63, samach gimel. And then you have... Shema, which is Miloy Alfin. You fill them all with olives. 45. Now it's interesting he does not mention the fourth Miloy, Shemban. The reason he doesn't mention that is in Shemban, in the name of equaling 52, you don't have 10 Oisiyah, so you wouldn't have 14. You don't have another Yad. Why? Because the, the, the only Miloy that doesn't have 10 Oisiyah altogether is Shemban. Because, think about it, the Yud is Yud Vav Dalit, three. The He is He He. But the Vav doesn't have a Miloy. It's just Vav Vav. It's the only Miloy where the Vav doesn't have anything inside of it. In all the other Miloyim, the Vav is either filled with an Aleph or with a Yud. 
But this one is a vav doesn't have. So therefore, it leaves you only with nine letters, not, not ten. So when you say the three yadim, three hands, okay. So, these are the three hands. That's what the Ramah says. What? We're using four letters, yud, k, vav, k. And then we're counting again, yud, yud, vav, dalid, hey. But we're not using one of them. No, the ban, I told you, because that only has nine letters. So that one is not used. The Yudu'at is known. The Shem Ayin Beis B'Chachma. It is known that the name of Ayin Beis relates to Sfira Sachachma. It's a Kabbalistic concept, so we're not going to get into it. Why it is that way? Shuhu Yud, and which we know, Shuhu Yud the Shem Avaya, which is the, I'm sorry, which is the Yud. Chachma generally is the Yud. The Shem Samach Gimel Bebina. Shem Samach Gimel is in Bina. Shehu Hei Rishayna the Shem Avaya. The Shem, it's the first Hei of Hashem's name. Shem Ma Bezah is in the Zeir Anpin, Shehu Vav. So all the Tzemach Tzadik basically did over here was, at least what we can see what he did over here was, is that he made reference and explained how the three Yodais are connected to these three Oisiyos, Yod, K Vav. Why? Because Yad, the Ramah says, if I look, because the Ramah says that Yad has to do with the three Meluyim of Shem Avaya. And since the three Meluyim of Shem Avaya, Ayin, Bey, Samach, Gimel, and Ma, each one relate to a different Sphira. So Sphira is a Chachma, and, and we know Chachma is Be'ikr, the Yud of Hashem's name. Bina is Be'ikr, the Hay of Hashem's name. And Zeirampin is Be'ikr, the Vav of Hashem's name. So that's why it makes sense that these three Yodais are connected to these three Oisius, Yud Kevav. Fine. And they are all a Hachana. Let's think, what's the Kavan? I want to explain, I want to give a little bit of an understanding of this. Just Oisius here. What's the Kavan? The Kavan of all the Madregas, Sphiris HaChachma, all the, the Kavan of everything is Sphiris HaMalchas. What does the Ebershter want? The Ebershter wants Madregas? The Ebershter doesn't want Madregas. The Ebershter wants one thing. The Ebershter wants Gilead Lakus down here in the lowest world. Sviras Amalchas. Ebershter wants Melech Hamashiach. Ebershter wants Gashmiyistical world to be a Kali for him. All the Tzadikim and all the Giluyim and all the revelations that happened till now is all Achana to Mashiach. It's all Achana to the Beis Hamish. All the Oilam Asalyonim and all the Malachim and all that. It's all Achana for the final thing. It's all about Malchas. It's all about the last and final Giluyim down here. Comes out that in the four letters of Hashem's name, what's the Iker? The Iker is the Heyachrayna. What's the Yud Kevav? Those are the ones in Migdash Hashem, Koinenu Yadecha. You need the three powers to be able to create a Koinenu, that it should be established. It shouldn't topple over from the Giloy, it shouldn't blast it. So you need, that's what the Bechlalit says, the reason we need all these Olamois is in order that we should be able to stretch ourselves through Avoida and we should be able to become a Kaili. To be able to, to have to receive the Abish. So once the Abish is in us, we don't need them anymore. They're not going to disappear because since they helped out in bringing about this Gila, they're going to stay around. But they're going to benefit from the, from the ultimate union of the Abish. That's why Be'ikr, the party is over in the in Ganeid once Mashiach comes. The party is down here. It's all the Gashmis. They too have some Gila there because they, they, uh, that was enhancing this. But this is the Nakudah. Now these three madregos, these three yodos, these three hands, or which correspond to yud kevav, 
Hein madrego is gimel levim. This is the madrega of the three levim. Noise a mishkan, the carriers of the mishkan. Gershon kahasum arari. Gershon kahasum arari. Olachain, and therefore, kashayol do leya as levi. When Leia gave birth to Levi, which Levi is, now he's going to say, just like there is in Levi itself, those three, what? Gershon Kahasimarari. Levi himself is the third. And Levi, by him being the third, Ruven, Shem, and Levi are also these three Madregas. But the Iker, it's Levi. Yes, three letters. But the Iker, Inyan, and Levi. Is, is, is the three families from Levi. But he's the third one. And what does she say? What did, what, what did she say when Levi was born? Hear this. Hear the Gaval. This is, this is unbelievable. She says, Now my husband will attach himself to me. He's going to explain. Really means, My husband, it's the Oren Soif in the Beis English. Hapam Yelove, he's going to be anchored down. Yelove Ishi Eli, he's going to be able to be attached to me down here. Ki Eladeti Loi Shloi Shabonim. All she needs is three. The other three she has later, it's all extra credit. But in order to have an establishment that Yaakov should be with Leah, who is Yaakov? Yaakov was representing the Abishter himself, Hashem Ishmochava. That's Yaakov. Yaakov is the protrusion of the Abishter into Oilamois, the Abishter's descent. Yaakov is Oisius Yibaka. Oz Yibaka Kashachar Oirech. The Abishter is Yibaka, is blasting through his life, into the, through all the Tzimtzumim, through all the contractions down here below. What does it take? It takes the three sons to make Leah attractive to, to Yaakov. He should stay with her. And what does that mean? Ki Leah, what's Leah? He aim abonim. Leah is the mother of this. Leah, we know has six sons. And therefore, spiritually, her madrega is that she's the madrega of Bina. In Atzilus, there's a family, there are seven children. Six boys and one girl. Malchus is the girl, six sons. Who's the mother? Leah Osataka had six sons and one daughter, Dina. Dina is Malchus. Dina the Malchusa, Dina. So, um, that's, that's Malchus. And she has six boys, and she has them in that order. First the six boys, and then, then Malchus. So Leia is called Ema Bonim. She's the mother of the children. Shem Vav Ktsavis Tatsilus. These are the six directions of Atsilus. Ruvain is Chesed. Ru Bain. Ben Obas. Ben is son. Ru Re'iya Bachlalus. Shaykh Terekayach of Chesed. Veleia Ubchinis Machshava. And Leia. So who's Leia? If she's the mother. So let's th- think a second. These sons, spiritually, Reuven is chesed, Shimon is gevurah. We know that all the midas are born from what? What creates an emotion? A person has an emotion. It, you need thought to create an emotion. If you don't think about something, the emotion dies out. If a person suddenly is, has terrible fear, the best advice you can tell the person is don't think about it. If you think about it, you're going to have fear. Same is also if you have taiva. If you don't let your, if you don't let your mind to think about it, you won't have the taiva. Because the type is only following the thought. So again, the, 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 the thoughts are the energy behind, behind the midas. As he says, Leia is machshava. That's why it says, Because <laughs> it says that Rachel is dibor. And Leia is machshava. Machshava and dibor. 
And it says that that people don't like to think, they like to talk. So Dibur, Rachel is, is, is loved. But Dibur, thinking is... Uh, any case, but Leia is chitzoinius of Bina. Because, let me tell you something. It's a very funny thing to say, man. When I get tired, things start changing, yeah. Leia, um, Bina is deep understanding. But the chitzoinius of Bina, the external part of Bina, is thought. The internal element of being is the understanding of the concept. But the machshava, the thoughts of it, that's the chitzainiyas of being. Leia is the chitzainiyas of being. She he aim, she is the mother. She is the source for the six midas. They're all born through through bina. In this case, it's the Chitzainius of Bina. Why is me Bina? Me, me is 50. Mem Yud is 50. So it's, the number 50 is always connected to Bina, Chamishim Shari Bina. Me bara Ela. Me creates, usually we say me bara Ela, who created this? But according to Chassidus, me creates Ela. Me, the level called me bara, creates Ela. What's Ela? Ela are the six Midas. Because Ela is 36, Aleph, Lamed, Hey. And the six Midas, each one having all the other six inside of it, is six times six is 36. So these are the, the full manifestation of the six Midas. Mi bar Ela, that's the idea that Leah creates six sons. The says, Shem Hagedoyla Leah, the name of the older daughter of Lavan is Leah. Pirish, we take the word Hagedoyla and divide it in two. Pirishem Hei Gedoyla, the greater Hei of Hashem's name. Because we know the two Heis of Hashem's name are Bina and Malchus. So Hei, Malchus is called Hei Ketano, the small Hei. And Bina is called Hei Gedoyla, the large Hei. So Hashem HaGedoyla, okay, Ayin Barabba is Vayetze, Perek Ayin. Okay, so we know that Leia is Machshava. And Leia wants Yaakov to attach itself to her. So what does that mean? Leah wants Yaakov, her husband, to attach itself to her. Now if she's thought, what, what, is, what does she mean by that? What does the deeper mean? Besides Leah being a lady who wants her husband. But what is the deeper spiritual godly meaning to that? The meaning of my husband will connect to me. Her Indian is as follows. Hear this, this is Gavalvik. The main coming into creation of all the worlds, Atzilus, Priya, Yetzir, and Asiya, Hashoireh, Machshav. It all starts with a thought. Why? What thought? It arose in the Ebishter's Machshava. That what? Ein Melech Beloy Am. I want to be a king. There's no king without a nation. Ukemaimer, no Emloich. I want to be a king. I don't know what that dot is doing there. After the word machshava. I think it's a mistake. From this small machshava, from this one machshava, all the worlds were created from that one thought that God wants to be a king. 
with all the details of Atsilus Priyatir Nasiya, gazillions of oil of ice and creations and Alice. It's all created from what? What is it created from? From that one thought. Ach be'emes, but in truth. Ma she'yi'eloi ratzen ano emloich. This that the Ebrishter should have a ratzen, I want to be a king. Zehu gam kein rakom Moshe Kosov. Hashem moloch geus lovish. That Hashem has to pretend, he has to dress himself in that thought. Why? She'ein nekomoi melech basar v'dam. He's not like a king of flesh and blood. The Shaykh Ratzin Be'emes. By a regular king, it's Shaykh to say that he has a real intrinsic Ratzin to be a king. Why? Because the subjects, the people in his kingdom are real. They truly exist. And now he wants to be a king over them. But they are, they're a reality. By the Abishter, nothing exists besides him. So if he is to be true to himself, that everything is him. There's not Shaykh him to be a king. The Abishta has to pretend his creations. And once he pretends them, through pretending them, through pretending they exist outside of him, that's how he makes them exist outside of him. And then he's a king over them. So the whole thing is make-believe. So therefore, there's no intrinsic b'atzmiyastigaratzing to it. He has to... It's like, a person, it's like a person playing a role. You're playing a role, you put on a certain hat, and now you are Peter Pan. Hold on. Be- that's the problem. The problem when we're part of him. If we wouldn't be part of him, then he wouldn't have a problem. He's king over us. But since we're part of him, what kind of king is he? So therefore, in order for him to be a king, he has to put on a lavush. What's his lavush? His lavush is that he's a melech and we're not him. So he has to, he has to go along with that spiel that we're not him. He, so therefore, it's a constant effort to get him in the mood of playing this game. You see, generally... A person plays. How long do you play? You play, and then you get out of the game. If something is intrinsic to who you be'etzim are, if it's an atomistic thing, so you fall back to your nature. A father, for instance, never stops being a father. Somebody's not in the mood of being a father, but he's always a father, because he's essentially a father. But if someone only makes believe he's a father, so then it can be time. Like we're playing house, we're playing daddy, and I'm playing father, then it can, the game can always stop. This is the very dangerous thing that the Abishter can, can lose interest in this game. It's a machshava. And all of existence is dependent on this machshava. On this Hashem, Molach, Geyus, Lavish. So Leah is worried. She is the thought. Leah is worried. Is she her husband? Which means, who's the husband? The one who's enclothing himself in that thought. You see how Leah... Leah is worried. The thought is worried that the Abishter will drop the thought. You understand the oymek of what he's saying over here? Leah, who's the, who's the thought of creation, is worried that maybe the Ebershter, the Baal HaMachshava, is going to leave go of that Machshava. Why should he think that Machshava? Oh, but once she has three sons, Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, she created enough stimuli from down here that the Ebershter should play the game forever. Because it's these three powers of Reuven, Shimon, and Levi, Chesed, Vurit, Teferes, that create enough for Sarusa the Latata and the Sahidis from below to get engage the Abish to continuously into that machshav. So she says, once I've established three sons, Reuben, Shimon, and Levi, I'm home free that I know Apam, your love at Ishi Elai, my husband will attach himself. You love him Allah. He will he will be he will be anchored down with nuts and bolts to this machshav. And the Abishter is not going anywhere. In other words, we have a Migdash. 
Let me put it in other words. Until Mashiach doesn't come and the Abishta doesn't firmly anchor himself down, we, we have no guarantee that anything is going to be here tomorrow. Once we have already a third base on the Abishta is here, upon your love, you share lie, the world can breathe a sigh of relief. The Abishta is here, Ba'atza. It's the same Indian. So now, the Shaykh over there, Shaykh Ratzim Ba'am, it's Mashank and Lamailo above, Hurak Bechinas Lavush. It's only Lavush, like I said earlier. Therefore, in order there should be drawn the Ratzah in the Elyon. That's Yaakov. Yaakov is the, is, is the Ratzah. Yaakov is an, an expression of the Abishter himself. That This is what Leah was requesting. That there should be an, a true and a, a, a real attachment. Ain't soif baruchu of the ain't soif bimachshavazu in this thought. The hainu you love ishi my my husband al derech bayoimahu tikrii ishi. It's when when Mashiach will come. It says you will call me your husband. I mean I'm here to stay. The ayim mashakazad the ramaschov ishaki sidor gabe ki Yaakov who briachatichoin. Yaakov is that infusion of the Abishter descending down into the world. Mavriach min akatsa el akatsa. Coming down here into the world, that's what Yaakov is. That's what the Jew is. The Jew is the ischabrus of the Abishta to this world. Yaakov, but Leah needs to get Yaakov to take a come down. Why hapam dafke now? Dafka yidei pchenas Levi. Dafke through Levi. I and Aleph Al Pasuk Al Kain Kadoshmo Levi. So what does it say about Levi? Levi, we go on to the next page. Chav Beis. Levi ze osed lelavois es abonim laviem shabashamayim. This Levi is going to accompany the children to their father in heaven. Simply, it's through Karbanos. Levi officiates in the Beis Hamikdash. So they're the ones who bring the children to their father in heaven. They bring the children to their father. And that causes the father to be attached to his children. We'll soon see what that means more. I feel so bad that I, I, I didn't have my svarim with me. I was away. I didn't have my svarim with me. I only had the sefer, so I couldn't look up all these sources. Imagine if you look up all these sources, how geshmaka would be all these, all these places. What is it saying there? He tells you to look in all those places for a reason. And according to this, Shairish. So according to this Indian, if Levi, according to this, if Levi is the third, then Ruvain is Chesed, Shimon is Gevur, and Levi then is, 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 is Teferis, which is Das. Levi is Das. He's attaching Chachma and Bino. And Levi is also Shaykh to Teferis. Who's attaching Chesed and Gevur. In Sefer Pardes from the Ramak, in Erech Eknum, Erech Levi, Al Pasuk, Al Pimaimer Azoya, Parsha Shalach, and Parsha Shemois. The Pidish Vayelech Ishmi Base Levi. So on that Zoyer it says, Asar the Chachma Ilav Ahi Noar Mischabrin. The place where the supernal Chachma and the river, river is Bina. The place where Chachma and Bina attach. That's Vayelech Ishmi Base Levi. Levi means attachment. Where the place where Chachma and Bina attach. So that is, that is Das. So Levi is that. The place where they don't separate. 
And this is also what it says. The Leviyasan is also from the, the word Levi. We'll soon see what the Leviyasan is. Leviyasan is a fish. Yeah, we'll soon see. He's always a company. It says in 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 this is quoted many times in Chassidus, that the chibur of Chachma and Bina has to be constantly. The yichud between Chachma and Bina never ever separates. The yichud between Za and Malchus is only leparakim. That's what it says. The yichud between the six emotional spheres and the Shechina and Malchus is only at special times, Yavim Toivim, special mitzvahs, the Shem Yichud Kutcher B'Rich But a higher up, the Yichud between Chachma and Bina has to be every second. Chas V'Sholem, there would be an interruption between Chachma and Bina, Oilamois would all stop. So Laman Kiyom Oilamois, there always has to be a connection between Chachma and Bina. That glue, that connector is Levi. If we'll stop for one second, all the oilamos will be nullified, and he explains why. Because the progression and the ishavos of the worlds has to always be The Abish is creating the world from nothing to something. So from nothing to something, this nothing and the something have to connect all the time. And Hasidus explains that Chachma is nothing. Like it says in the Pasuk, Chachma may ayin timotze. Even though the Lashen is may ayin, implying that Chachma is not ayin, it only comes from ayin, but it says that the ayin from the source of Chachma permeates Chachma itself, that Chachma is called Koyach Ma, the power of Bittl. Chachma is not a Metzias. Chachma is totally nullified. Its entire Metzias is its awareness of its source and its nullification of its source. It doesn't have any Metzias. Bina is Aschalas Hayesh. Bina is already Ichfashtei. Bina already has a sense of self. Even though it's understanding godliness, it's already I understand. There's already a consciousness to it. Chachm is total battle. But these two have to constantly be connected. Because if, if, the, if the Bina, if the Yesh, if the Bina is not connected to the Chachma, then the, that would mean that the Yesh has to have an existence onto its own. The Yesh doesn't have an existence onto its own. Yesh is nothing. The only reason the yesh exists, yesh is anything, exists because God is infusing it with existence. So the yesh of Bina has to constantly connect to the ayin of Chachma, and the two of them are attached. Uh, oh, in, in Chelik Beis, in Tanya that we're just learning now, in Shari Yechud Vimuna, the Alter Rebbe is explaining how since the worlds were once didn't exist, and now they're existing, and it's a real Shinoi. The koyach that's making that shinoi has to be there all, every moment to create that shinoi. But the Alter Rebbe explains that whenever you're doing a real new chiddush, and he brings a proof from Kriyas Yamsov, that the ruach kadem aza, the powerful eastern wind, had to blow the entire night. Had the wind stopped blowing, the, world, the, the waters would return to their natural state, which is a fluid state. The fact that they were firm and standing stiff is because there was a wind. The koyach hamachadish had to be there every second. So the same is, he says, with creation. Right in the space that we are here right now, in the space of this room, 
the once was not non-existent. And the fact that it exists is a chiddush. So every second the koyach hamachadash has to be there. And that's the meaning that the ayin has to be within the yesh to continuously create and recreate the yesh all the time. But just like it is in the physical creation, the same is also in the ruchniyistic creation level as well. That there is, in ruchniyist, there's also a, a, a yesh and an ayin. And the koyach of the ayin has to constantly create the yesh, b'chol rega v'rega. And not only from the ayin to the yash gashmi, even the spiritual ruch needs to get powers. And this is the inyan of the yichud of chachmem bina. Because chachma comes from ayin, which is nothing. As we learned in Hasidus many times, the Orein Soif can only reside in something. See, you understand something? Chachma is already a sphera. It's already an attribute. It's the first attribute. So it's already something. But it's a something that can't call itself a something. Because it's so aware of the Kayach that's mashpi on it, that it has no self-awareness. That's why Chachma is considered as if ayin. It's totally nothing. We spoke Bina is already a yesh. So the Abishter, however, can only be shy. Since the Abishter is the only reality, he's the only emes, he can only reveal himself in something that's ready to be makabal that emes, the emes of the Abishter. And what's ready to be makabal the emes of the Abishter? Only somebody who's comfortable in being nothing. Someone who has to have a something can't accept the Abish. That's the, that's the idea that we always say the Abish that can't reside. God can't reside in someone who's a Balgaiva. But Balgaiva doesn't only mean, you know, a boastful person. Even the tiniest bit of I am, self Metzias, is a contradiction to the Isgalus of Elokus. Because Isgalus of Elokus means who, the Maggot says this, who Levade who that he is and there's none but him. If you want to receive that, if you want to experience God, then you have to be willing to dissolve from your existence. Meaning not to have any self-awareness. Because if you're, the moment you're you, you're not feeling Him anymore. Because His truth excludes everything. <clears throat> he is, but there's none but Him. So Chachm is the only one where the Oyrin Saif can reside. Once the Oyrin Saif resides in Chachma due to its total self-abnegation, from Chachma it can be passed on to Bina. Bina doesn't have that bitl. So Bina is not going to experience the MS of the Oren Saif, but it's going to be alive from it. It's going to have chayas from it. And an awareness of Abish there, but not to the full truth. And from Bina, it will continue and the create, what happens after Bina? The creations only thicken and thicken and thicken until we end up with ego like us, who are, who forget about God completely and think we're there, who knows what. But, but the beginning of Metzius of Yesh begins in Bina. Chachma is still, but, but here's the thing. The first material of creation is not Bina. The first material of creation is Chachma. Because if the first material of creation would be Bina, then, then, then it, couldn't, it couldn't be attached to the Abishter. Because you need somebody, the creation has to send a Shliach who's willing to dissolve completely with the God. And that's Chachma. On the one hand, it belongs to the creation because it's something. But it's something that is willing to be nothing. So Chachma is a very, is a very 
is a very ambiguous state. It's, it's, a, it's already a first keli, but it's a keli of total bittel. So that's the point. Oh, but Chachma and Bina have to constantly remain locked. Because if, 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 if the Bina is not connected to the Chachma, then the Yesh will float away from the Ayin. And if the Yesh floats away from the Ayin, what happens to Yesh? It can't exist. Following Abyssal? Okay. The, 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 we're holding over here. The chain, the chain, the chain, and even in Bina, as we just said, the Oyrein Soif cannot dwell in Bina, only first being Mislabish in Chachma. The Chachma Mislabesh is Bina. And Chachma is Mislabish in Bina. Bina is called already Yesh something. The Yichud Chachma and Bina. And this yichud of chach membina is the hamshacha from ayin to yesh. The tzarech liyos hamshacha zu tadir mamish. This has to be every second. The yichud zeh and this yichud haynu al yedei chach membina. It's through chach membina. Ki a yesh the bina nichlalu bottle ba ayin the chachma. The yesh of bina is kind of lost in the ayin of chachma. That's how they converge. Over there, even though it's a yesh, it's a very interesting thing. It's like a chassid, a, a rebbe, oh, let's face it. A rebbe is madregus, a rebbe is madregus chachma. Moshe Rabbeinu. He's be'etzam, he doesn't have a metzias. He's bottled to the ebersh to betachlus, betachlus abitl. He doesn't have a metzias at all. So he's madregus chachma, kayachma, the oirin soif is in him. A chassid is be'emes yesh. We have egos. We have self. But when the chassid is by the Rebbe, so his yeshus is nullified in the ayin of the Rebbe. So he doesn't feel his yesh. He bats him as a yesh, but he doesn't feel it. He's not aware of it. How does he know he has a yesh? When he goes away, he becomes a ganzi yachka bedam. But when he's there, he's totally bucked. He doesn't feel his yesh. So that's like this idea that when Bina is inside Chachma, even though he's yesh, but at that point he's not a yesh hanifrad. He's not separated. He's bottle. El l'shal yedei zeh. He mocker l'ashpa me'ayin l'yesh mamish. He becomes a source to give ashpa to what is a real yesh. K'moshe kasa v'nohar yoytzei me'eden. The nohar is bina. Where does it go out from? There's a certain point where the nohar and the eden, eden is chachma. There's a certain point where nohar and eden converge. But what happens later with the Nahar? Misham Yipared, it goes into a state of total purity. And therefore, this Yichud of Chachma and Bina, where the Ayin and the Yesh come together, Nikra Base Levi, it's called the house of Levi. Ishmi Base Levi. A man came from the house of Levi, that's the place where Chachma and Bina attach. Because Levi means attachment. Yolava ishi elai, and that's the place where my husband attaches to me. That means the Orin Saif, God, attaches to what? Why was he called? Attached to Levi, to Leah. What was Leah? Leah, we said before, is already Bina. It's the thought of the worlds. It's the world, Machshava. It's already Yesh. It's the Machshava of the worlds. And that's the point where the Abish to himself, the Loim is partial but this can never be separated. 
which isn't the case of this yichud of teferes and malchus, which we spoke is lower. There's chachma and bina, and there's teferes and malchus. Teferes and malchus doesn't happen all the time. They only connect at certain times. This idea that chachma and bina never stop, but um, teferes and malchus are only at intervals, we find in this idea that what's Bina? Bina is thought. Thought never stops. A person can never stop thinking. If chas v'shalom, all thought stops, that means the person is brain dead. Chas v'shalom. So thought, as long as you're alive, there is something. Even when you're sleeping, there's thought, there's dreams, there's always thinking. Thinking never stops. But speech, speech is also icy ice, it's also letters. But speech is only when you want to talk. You you. Take your energy, you take your, your consciousness and you put it into words. So that's the difference. Malchus is Oisius of Dibur. Machshava is um, um, Bina is Oisius of Machshava. So Chachmem Bina, it's the flow into the letters of thought, the stream of consciousness happens all the time. But the unification with speech, you can drop speech as I'm not talking. You can decide to communicate with speech. So the same is also. Hashem doesn't always activate His attachment to the world of Dibur. Hinoivas betmidiyas ma'aseichel is always coming. V'zeobchen is v'nor yoytzei. What's the Lashen yoytzei? Yoytzei is mashma. It's continuous. V'nor, the river, yoytzei. It's all the time it's going out. Me'eden. She'yoytzei v'nimshech tadir. It's going out all the time. Consistent. Ma'ashenke namshacha bedibur. Damshach in speech. Hulizmanim is only at intervals. Eis lachshoyz. There's a time for silence. There's a time to speak. If we're saying that what? That Levi is the attachment of the Yesh and the Ayin of the Chachmem Bina that's happening every second. So what's the Lashon? Hapam, you love it. Hapam is mashma. What did Leia say? Now there will be a Levoy, there will be an attachment. Implying that this only happens from time to time. Hapam, you love it. Even though you can answer, the simple answer is, no, now that I have the three sons, he's always going to be attached to me. Tadir. You need, these are just, these are the, are the, are the uh, prelim, preliminaries that are needed to set the stage that it should be what? Hapam. From now on and onward, Yolava Ishi my husband will be by me. But still, since Hapam, Yolava also seems to imply, Pam, Pa'amim, that it happens only at intervals, we have to say that the yichud of ayin and yesh of chachmem bina also only happens at intervals. But that contradicts what we said earlier. If chas v'shalem, the yesh would float away from the ayin, they would disconnect, there wouldn't be, the worlds would disappear. Even though we could answer and say hapam through levi daik, uked depidish bepardes erech levi, once you have Levi, which is Das, then you'll always have an attachment that will always be there. There is another Indian over here. Even though the Yichud of Chachman Bina is constant. That means in Chachman Bina, there's two levels. There is the Chitzainius of Chachman Bina, which happens all the time. 
for the sake of Kiyama Oilamois. That's the Krisas Bris that Hashem made with Noyach. Yoimon Velaila Lo Yishboisu. And it's not dependent on Maise Tachtainim. It's not dependent on the deeds of the creations. There's a certain consistency that God has committed himself to create the world. My ayin liyesh tomit, to continuously create the world. But that's a very, very superficial flow. Then there is a much deeper flow. is when the Ebershter gets really intimate with the creation. And he himself, it's almost like, you know, a person can daydream and still be, still be a parent, or still be a spouse, or still be a... But in a very, very just disconnected connection, when you're not really involved, and then there is times when you're like fully there with your child. So that's the question like this. The fact that the Abishta committed himself for a constant, a constant, um, a constant hashpa to the world, it could be very chitzainist. In a very, not with a kiruv panimi. And that happens all the time. That's the Yichud Chachmebin. But through Avoida of Tachtoinim, it's a Pam Yilaveh. It's a much deeper Yichud, as he's going to explain. That doesn't happen all the time. For this, we need to raise feminine waters. What does that mean? We need to. Halos man is always is always a lotion when the makabel stimulate. We deserve. We we call forth. And this is what it means. The Abish to puts Adam Arishan in Gan Eden. Why did he put him there? To work the garden. What does that mean? To create the Sarusa Dolatata, arousal from below, to give the Abish there a reason to create the world, a reason to sustain it, to be in a relationship. But look at the words what does that mean? That's what it means. What is hey? Hey is the space of the recipient. Hey is a space. It's a shetach. It's a cordon. It's a what is the word cordoned? When you want to say a space that's cordoned off. So hey is a space. So the upper hey is the space of bina. And the lower hay is the space of Malchus, which is the three lower worlds, Bri, Yetzir, and Asir. And the point into the space, you want to draw the Ebershter into the space, that God should sustain it, give it life with all. Whose job is it? Lavoid hay, Velishmar hay, that's Adamarishan. He was put into Ganeden to pump the orange soif into the hay. I, we said earlier that that will always happen. Oh. What is always given is what? Just a little drip, 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 just to sustain it. But if you want to create riboy ashpa, that's toluin, that's dependent, and the avoid of the low. And even though the river is constantly flowing, tamid, all the time. The loy pasik me mailo oilam, it's, 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 its waters will never cease. This is only a set amount to sustain the world. But we need to have extra oomph. We have to add much more light. 
And that's what we said earlier when she said Levi was born. That the Abishter should want that God should find pleasure in being a king and he should desire to enter into this thought. When do we accomplish this this hapam, this extra? In other words, there is the constant. But there is a pam, you love it. Now my husband is really being intimate with me. When is that? So the Arizal says that it's when that's that's the pinnacle of our service every day. When we say Shema and we have Nasir Snafish by Shema. That means we have a longing for this to the point where we're willing for our Neshama to dissolve in Echad, in this in this Kabbalah, in this in this in this Mesiris Nefesh, totally to become unified with the Abishter. That's the, the Halah Asman, that's the raising of feminine waters, to be Mamshech Hamshach Asmad. Hamshach Asmad means Mayan Duchren, masculine waters. That God should respond and infuse the world with His energy. And we're talking about not the normal light, but the added attention. And that happens by Kriya Shema every day. In the Zayin Pasukrishon, the Kriya Shema limsay nafshes be'achod. Through this, we cause a much deeper yichud of chachmah. So, if Jews would not say Shema, God would still create the world, but it would be very, very weak connection. And the stronger our Shema is every day, the more deeper is that intimacy between the Abishter and the world. And this is this is the union of Levi. Like it says, It's a Pasuk next week in the Parsha. No, Parsha's Koirach. It says, The Levi should work. Who? He should work. It's the strangest Pasuk. Pasha Tindiktuk. What does that mean? So Hasid, so the Zoyar says, Who? Haina Bina. Bina is called who? Why is Bina called who? I don't mean who in English. I mean who in Hebrew. Why is... Now Bina is actually also called who in English. Because me, everybody's sleeping, no one's hopping my joke over here. Who is in English also, but a complete different, because who is me, and me is Mem Yod, which is Bina. But that's not what we mean, the who over here. The who over here is not that who, I'm using the Hebrew who. The reason why who is called Bina is because Bina is called Alma Deskasia, the concealed world. Um, the Zeir Anpin, Malchus is the revealed world. Speech. What's in between thought and speech? Bina, we said before, is thought. Thought is hidden. Speech is revealed. So Bina is called the concealed world. And who, when, when do you say who? You say him. Who means him? Zeh is when a person is in front of you. But when a person is not here, you say who? Him. So he's not here. So that's why the Madrega of Bina is called who? It says, the Levi's work should be in who? What does it mean the Levi's work is in Bina? Oh, to be mamshich the or from chachma to bina to connect the ayin to the yesh. That's the job of the levim. They unify and they attach chachma bin. The inyan zeu kumoshikasa bezevi bezoyar. See, <laughs> when you say two words together, when you're getting tired, you say zoyar and levi it's zevi kumoshikasa bezoyar. The levi me inyan leviyasan. That levi is the same idea of leviyasan. And what's Leviyasa? Or Piddish Leviyasa. 
It's as a pasuk. We're all going to eat. It's a mother thing. Why are we going to eat from the Leviyasa? When Mashiach comes, the ultimate reward, reward is we're going to have the Leviyasa. Because what are we going to eat? We're going to eat the, the consequences. We're going to enjoy. The meal is going to be the enjoyment of all the labor that we labored in thousands of years. That's the Leviyasa. What's the labor? What did we do? Our labor is to overcome. We're always... Every moment of your life, your natural inclination is to fall into yesh. Because we don't feel the abish to creating us. So the natural inclination at every moment is, it's Thursday night, I want a nap, I want to sleep, I want to take care of things. I, there's a shear, I don't want to go to the shear. I don't want to be here. So now, to go to the shear, you have to push yourself. You have to say, wait, let me go do a godly thing. Let me. So you have to take the yesh, and be mevatal it to the ayin. Same as also at every other time. There's a constant conflict. The yesh of a person wants to make him what? Keep all his money to himself. Keep all the, the seek pleasure and enjoyment all the time. You know, constantly run his life based on his or her desires and wants. What's, what does it mean to be a Jew? To constantly submit to a creator and do God's will, not your will. In other words, our avoida throughout all of our lives, throughout all the generations is one thing. Bittal hayesh la'ayin. The Balshem, like it's best phrased by the Balshem Tov. The Balshem Tov said the Ebrishta made from Ruchnius Gashmius, and he and our Avoida is to make Gashmius Ruchnius. In other words, to take back the Yesh that God created to be a Yesh and to be Mavatal to the Ayan. That job is called Leviyasin. Because you're making, you're attaching. What are you attaching? You're attaching the Yesh to the Ayan. The guy that is living his life, he's living his life, drawing his life. The Jew has to every moment think what a Shulchan Aruch say. So he has to take the yesh and be mevatal it to the ayah. The, 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 the world back to the, to, the, to the godliness. And that, guess what? That avoidah is the ultimate pleasure of God. God knows how he created us through hide and seek. He knows how powerful that yesh is. And the only pleasure that the Abishter has is when we take the yesh and we're mavatal to the eye. And that's the meaning. That's the Abishter schoik. Because it's, when do you laugh? It's amusing when you don't expect something. You laugh. So when you have these all these shows in, in the Sea World, when you have this, this uh, whatever it is, the seal or, or the other one doing something that you would never think it would do. And it's, it's amusing. So when the Abishter creates us and expects us to be what? to be yesh, to be egotistical, to be involved. And when he says the impossible happens, that we recognize the ayin and we, and we nullify to the ayin, the Abishta goes bravo and he laughs. So all of our activity and gives him pleasure. And that's what keeps him attached. The only thing that matters in the end of the day after God is not how much money Microsoft made and how much money Facebook and the, the Abishta couldn't care less about Zuckerberg and about old, I mean, if he, if he does good things, the Abishta can forgive. It's not the fact that he's a Jew, but I'm talking about, it's not the fact that he's a big macher, a knacker, all this that is important down here is nothing up there. What's important up there is the penny, the one penny you gave to tzedakah. That's important. Because that's the bittle. When, when there was an annoying person who stopped you on the street and you were just in a rush and you had a lot to do, but then you said, oh, it's tzedakah, I cannot say no. And you stop and you give one cent. That's all, a penny. It's the Abishta's will, that's what makes it important. It's that bittle. Oh, 
Leviyosin says it's hard to lesachig boy. That's the schoik. Hine mavua besidur bedrush birchas azimun. Vegam hine aschoik vahatainug nimshach mebitul ayesh. The laughter and the pleasure by God comes from the bitul. Umasha nikra bitul ayesh leviyosin. Why is when the yesh becomes bottle called leviyosin? Hine kanal the levi veleviyosin loshen chibur. It's attachment. Vesachtus hayesh ima ayin. You're connecting the yesh, the something, with the nothingness that's creating it. That means when the yesh is considering that there is a power that it doesn't see or feel that's really responsible for it, and it is surrendering itself to its pre-existence. That's what it means to live a life as a Jew. You're surrendering yourself to something you don't see and feel. It's called ayin. Yet that's so real in your life that it's dictating every aspect of your life. That's a Jew's life. A life of bitl from yesh to ayin. And that's where, so that's a gewalding. What kind of leviyasa? What are we eating a fish for over here? That's what we're going to eat when Mashiach, okay, it might be a fish, but the idea of it, I'm going to take it away, but the idea of it is the pleasure and the revelation of everything we've accomplished through this bitl of Yeshlai. And the same is also from, from the bottom up. Before we spoke that you connect the ayin to the yesh. Now you're connecting the yesh to the ayin. This is the leviyosan, the nuneyama, and the fish. Like the big neshamas that are called nuneyama, who are in a state of constant bittel. And that's what fish are really. Because fish, fish live in a state of attachment to their source. They're always in the water, they're attached. Land creatures also live from the land, but they can be disconnected from their source. But fish represent... This idea of being submerged and connected to your source. The, 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 so look over there where it explains between the creations of dry land and sea. The, create, the creatures of sea. They're not seen outside of their source. The fish represent a yesh because they they, they, they're something, their existence. But they're bottle mamish to the ayin. Creatures of dry land, the yesh lives separated. So a monkey can go climbing on the tree, high up on the tree. Even though it lives off the earth, it can be disconnected. And that's the, lev- the level of Leviim. And it also makes sense that the Levi, what does the Rambam say about Shavit Levi? They're not like, what does the Rambam say? The Rambam says that the Leviim, the reason why we have to take care of them, is because they're the Shevet who's dedicated to be attached to God all the time. The Rambam, however, says that Loi Shevet Levi Bilvad, this is every Rosh Hashiva quotes this Rambam more than anything else. The Loi Shevet Levi Bilvad, not only, anybody that's, I miss those days in Yeshiva when I used to hear that, every Rosh Hashiva who came to speak, anybody, and he wants to be from Shevet Levi, the Rebbe also quoted it tremendously. So it's not only a Litzvisha thing. The Levi is the Bechina of the Leviyos. He's the level of the Leviyos. Levi and Leviyos, it's the same, same word. And that's why who's Moshe Rabbeinu? He's a Levi. And, 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 but when he was born, what does it say? Vayelech Ishmi Beis Levi, Vayikach Bas Levi. 
Moshe, and by Moshe we know that he's the, if the epitome of someone who was bottled, the yesh was bottled to the iron, is Moshe. And his body was in that state. His yesh, he had a, he had a physical body. But he was in a state of bittel to the Abish all the time. Because Moshe is also like a fish. Moshe is not really even a, Moshe is a higher soul. That's why she pulled him out of the water. That's why she's called him Moshe. Because he's like the fish. She pulls him out of the water. And that's why it says, A man went from the house of Levi. When he was born, when Moshe Rabbeinu was born, it was Ish. That's the Abish there. Me base Levi, who is drawn down as a result of Levi. And where does he go? And, and, and the, it means the Orin Soif was present when Moshe was born. And there was an attachment there. And he was born out of an attachment, out of a chibur of the Oyrin Soif to Oyla Mois. And that's why he was an Isha Likim. He was a godly man. So when a year does Moshe Nefesh Bayechad, Moshe Rabbeinu lives in this consciousness 24 hours. But we can't live in that 24 hours. But at least a moment of the day when we say Shema Yisrael, we should attain that level of Bittl. Shehu lebatl ba'orin tzayif baruchu, to be batl ta'orin tzayif. Va'yadei zeh nimshech yichud pnimi me'ayan liyash. And from this we, through our Bittl, here's what's going on. Through our Bittl from yash to ayin, it causes the Abish to, to be drawn me'ayan liyash into the yash of the world to infuse the world. V'yinei tachlis ha'yichud pnimi da'aba ve'ima. The epitome of this yichud of Abba and Ima, which is Chachman Bina, Sheba Kriyashma, that's in Kriyashma, Shu'inyan yichud yudke, Hu laham shechmoichen lezun. Ultimately, the purpose is not that it should remain up there in yudke. We want, what did we say earlier? What's, what's the ultimate objective? In the beginning I spoke. I said the ultimate objective is Malchus, is to get it down into the concrete reality. You want to bring it down into Almadiz Galia. What does that mean? It's one thing under your talis that you're in a state of bitl, mesiris nafesh be'echad. It's another thing that while you're in the busy day, you're in the midst of an actual reality. And to bring the yichud into your external self, not only your, your hidden inner higher godly self. That the bitl should not only be for the fish, that the bittel should not only be for fish, but you should be able to... You should bring the fish out, that the fish should work, work on dry land. That even in Alma Dizgali, in the revealed world, there should be bittel. That in Zuchre v'nukve, in Zah and Malchus, Yichud v'chibur anal, this Yichud and this Chibur. That's the Amshacha that we spoke earlier from, the Soivev into the Mamale. Because the, the Zeirampin is called Saivev and Malchus is called Zeirampin is called Shamayim, the six Midas, and Malchus is called Oretz. And our job is to be Mechaber Shamayim and Oretz. As we said, that's the Chiddush of the Beis Amigdash. It's connecting Shamayim and Oretz. Bibria, in Malaklam, Bibria and Bria, Kiya Malchusu Mikar de Bia. Malchus is the mocker of Bria, Tzir and You want to bring down the Levi, should not only be up there in Atzilus, in a very subtle Yesh. It should come down all the way in Bria, Tzir, and Asir. I know, Masha Kosa, Bezoya, Pashas, Kairach, Al Pasig, V'Oved, Alevi, Hu, On the Pasig, V'Oved, Alevi, Hu, Kemoda, At Omar, like it says, Ki Avaya, Hu, Elekim. 
So what do you see from the Zoyar? That the real work of the Levim is not only the Levi who, what's who? Who we said before is Bina. That the Levi has to bring the light of Chachma into Bina, but much lower. That Havaya should be Elokim. Elokim is Malchus. Havaya is Yudke Vavke. And the Zeir Ampin. You want to be Meyachet and draw this down lower into a more actual, concrete, everyday, physical place. That the physical world too should be filled with these godly experiences. To translate this into simple English, the Alter Rebbe, for instance, with his Chassidim, worked on the Yichud of Abba Ve'ima. If you walked into Liyajna, you found Chassidim who sat for six hours deep in contemplation, meditation, and they were holding by the Mesiris Nefesh Be'achad. That's where they were. They say Shema for six hours, but they daven for six hours. Yeah, for six hours they were in this meditative state. They achieved in their moichen this deep bittle to the end. Seven, fast forward seven generations. The Rebbe takes everything the Alter Rebbe accomplished in these chassidim days and he puts it out on the streets of Bangkok, Thailand, of, of, of Taiwan, of, 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 of in India, in Los Angeles. What do we mean? That when you have a yid, the same yichud that the Alter Rebbe's chassidim are in a deep bittle, the Rebbe chaps a yid who's a yesh, betachlas a yesh, nothing to do with Yiddishkeit, he's living a life totally, he just finished eating chas v'shalom a cheeseburger, he's in the epitome of disconnect of God, and you tell him you're a Jew, put on tefillin. And at that moment, the yesh rolls up his sleeve, he puts on tefillin. He's bottled to the eye. But the difference of the Rebbe and the Alter Rebbe is the Alter Rebbe is, is accomplishing it in where, in Chachmem Bina. Because that's the way it has to work. You have to start with Chachmem Bina. And then the epitome is to be megala that, but gashmiyashabagashmiyas. On the physical world, on the most earthy plane. That's a whole different yichud. That havaya hu elokim mamish begashmiyas in this world. Pidish lecha bezuchre venuch veyachat shenikra havaya lekim. Kumashakasa bemigdash melech shom. Vavoydes alevi. What's the void of the levi? Laham shechlivoy vechibur zeh. Vezeo mashakasa vgamkein. That's why it's not enough. Vayelech ishmi beis levi. Vayikach es bas levi. Who's bas levi? That's malchus. To draw it down all the way, bas is malchus. She ibchenas malchus shenikra bas levi. She's the daughter of levi, the abba ve'ima. Because chachmem bina, when they're attached, they're called levi, and the daughter is malchus. Because the son is the Zeir Anpin and the daughter is malchus. Vayikach es bas levi. It's all about bringing it down into bas levi. Look at these words. Levi unifies all the letters. All madregas. All of them attached. What's the difference? We said before, how do you connect? We said before there's two madregas. There's chitzainius levi. What's the chitzainius of levi? That chachm and bina are always attached. That's always. Then we learned that there's a hapam, you love it. There's a deeper yichud that happens through our Mesiris Nefesh, through Kriyashima. That's throughout Mesiris Nefesh Be'achad. Next is that we want to translate that yichud further down, Mamish, into Olam Adibur, into the world of speech, into Malchus. So I gave an extreme example from the way the Rebbe is doing it already today's days, getting Yidden out there. But he's giving first through Limud Torah, you're taking it. You're taking your Mesiris Nefesh of Echad, which you're in a very deep, transcendental place, 
But now you're bringing it out to a far more external place. Because Lima da Taira, what are you learning about? You're learning about Sharshanaka Hasapara. You're learning all the halachis of this world. But you're learning it with a bitl to the Abishta. This is the Ratzana Elyon. So you're, you're drawing the Abishta down into all these subjects, you see? Into a more, far more external place. That's, he says, And to the next level, Further, speak in them. He's drawn. That's why the avoid of the Leviim is Biyad Isamar. Who's Isamar? The, the work of the Leviim was under the, two, under the auspices of Itamar. Who's that Isamar? He's the son of Aaron. So he says, the word Isamar is Lashen Itmar. The Gemara always uses the word Itmar we learned. Isamar is Itmar. So you see, Limudat Torah is Isamar. Shabi Gemara. It's the Lashen of Itmar in the Gemara. What's the Chiddush of the word Itmar? Think about it. Itmar means it was said. Not Vayadaber, he said. Or Tanu Rabbanon, the Rabbanon learned. Itmar. It was said. What's the Chiddush? Because it's a special type of Lima Torah. It's a Lima Torah, a type of learning Torah where the person who's learning is so bottled to the Abishter that when he's saying the words, it's not like he's saying it, it's being said. Itmar. So in other words, you're drawing God down so far. Because when a Yid, Taka Davin is the way he's supposed to. And he's plugged in all the way. He feels only God. He feels only, he comes to a state of Echad, only the Abishter. Then later when he takes out a Gemara, it's not him speaking, he doesn't have an ego. So when he's speaking, it's, the, it's as if he says, this is what the Ebishter says. Because he feels that God is speaking through him. It's Itmar, the words are being spoken. But he's bringing the Oren Saif down into Olam Adibor. Itmar, it's what the Pasuk says, those who fear God, Nidbaru. it's like spoke on its own. Like, like it says, the Beis Yosef says, Rabbi Yosef Cairo, in his Sefer, which he learns with the Magid, he suddenly says, I am the Mishnah speaking through you. He, he didn't have any self-consciousness when he learned the Beis Yosef. The Mishnah was speaking through him. And through this word, Mamshech, where Mamshech, this Levoy, this attachment, also in the Zayr, Anpin, and Nukva, but providing you first have to have Shemitchila Limsiris Nefesh Be'achod Bekriyashima. First have to have the Mesiris Nefesh Be'achod in the Shema. Once you have the total Mesiris Nefesh, then your consciousness is filled with God. You empty yourself out of self, and the Abishta fills your space. Then when you sit down to learn, it's not you learning. You're acting as a funnel. You made the connection. First, you have to make a connection. If you're not making a connection and a person is chas v'shalom, a big yesh, so how is he going to channel? You first have to attach yourself that you should be channeling. She draw him out of water. But, oh, that's the deaning of minamayim from the water. See, before we emphasize by Moshe Rabbeinu that he comes from water. That's Mesiris Nefesh Be'achad. He's in this deep world. But now the Vart is... Pull him out of the water. That means outside on dry land, let him behave like a water, like a fish. It's like the idea of fish. The Aslan Beyabeshta, it's a phrase in Zayar. 
the fish of the sea that walk on dry land. That means they, even though they're in dry land, they bring the bittel into dry land. To be mamshach, this bittel also below. And that is through limud atayra after davening. That's why the seder has to be first tefillah and then tefillah. And this is the idea of the base of Migdosh, your hands established. That's the in of Limud Torah, where the person now is a base of Migdosh. So look in Zechariah from the Arizal. No, Zechariah is not from the Arizal, but in Likuti Torah, the Pirish of Zechariah. It's on the Pasik Bayoima Hu so the Arizal Taichas, Shalo Asid Pchenes Vavke, Shehem Zun Yeh Gamkeim Bepchenes Yutke. It's going to be two times Yeh. Yutke Yutke. It's not going to be Yutke Vavke. It's going to be Yutke Yutke. Bayoima Hu Yeh. Terein Reyan. They're going to be both from Zeshomer. Bezer Chadish Vayeshev. That could be Gimel. This Chabris Ima Bebrata. Mother and daughter are unified. The two Hayan become completely one. Leah and Rachel, mother and daughter, Bina and Malchus become unified, and they, and they both have a constant attachment. They have a kachada and like what? Okay. Now we have, however, a big kasha. We explained the whole time that Levi acts as what? What's Levi? Levi is the mediator, the one that brings the chibur together. Comes out that Levi is das, Ferris. But in most places we learn that Leviim are on the left side. Kahanim are on the right side, they're chesed. And Leviim are gvura. Suddenly over here in this moment, we put, we put Levi somewhere in the middle over here. Hapam, you love it. Ruvain is on the right side, Shimon is on the In most places, mashma. The Leviim emepchen is gvura. That Leviim are from the gvura. Which is a great Kabbalah Sefer. It says, Levi Bibina. Levi is in Bina. Oy Bigvura. Or in Gavura, which is the left column. And what's close to me. That's what he says over there. The whole right side is Kohanim. The whole Kav Smoli, Levi. And the left side is Leviim. There are three types of gevurais. What does he mean with the three gevurais? Could be he means the gevurais of Bina, the gevurais of Zeranpin, and the gevurais of Malchus. There's three levels of gevurais. But they're all on the left side. Now the Tzemach Tzedek says we can reconcile these two days. They are from Das, but they're also from Gevura. Das is Chesed in Gevura. And in Das, there is five Chesedim and five Gevurais. So what he is saying is, I, I made a mistake in the beginning. I said earlier that the, I, I don't remember. I remember that he makes a reconciliation. I said earlier that they are Gvura, but they are the Teferes Shebe Gvura, that, the, that they, are, they are the Teferes. He's saying, no, they're in the middle column. Leviim are Shaykh to Das, but in Das, 
There is the Hei Chasadim of Das and the Hei Gevuras. They're the Gevura of the Das. So therefore, the Hei Gevuras, Valavim Yashloimam Sheshorshon, there are Shorshes, Ma'atara de Gevura Shebedas. From the Atara of Gevura of Das, Chem Pirush Aramah, Sayyid Parshish Koyrach, Elashahuzal Pirush Kain Madregas Kahas. He explained over there, this is Dafka the Madrega of Kahas. He wants to say, the Tzemech Zedek wants to say, it's all three families, or all Shaykh to the Sinim. Through Gershon and Merari, which Gershon, as we're going to see through, is the right hand. And Merari is the left hand. Yad HaGedula v'yad HaChazak. So you have the two hands, and Kahas is the one who draws the, the connection. He just wants to make sure that no one argues. So if you, he's giving you, uh, <laughs> if you look up all these places. Kitzer. Let's do the Kitzer. Gimel Yada is the three hands. As tzim- now it's interesting, he still did not explain how this is. Tzimtzum Espashtus and Amshacha. How, that, and the truth is, I don't see in the rest of the Maimah where he explains that. Leo's Binyan Heitata. Al-Kapanim, it's the three Madregas. Chachma Bin, it's Chachma Chachma Bina and Ze'er Anpin, which are the three that build Heitata. Ze'in Apam, you love Ishi, my husband will connect. Tikra Ishi, you'll call me my husband. Sheyumshach, it will be drawn Bibchinas Hegedoyla into the Hegedoyla. Leia Bchinas Machshava. Ulafiza Levi Bchinas Dasa Machaber Chachma Bina. Levi is the Das, Ayan Vyash, the Ayan Vyash. And in that itself, there's two Madregas, Vyanacheo Beganeden, Laavdo, Lahamshach. To add extra light, which is the void of Levi. To bring the children from being a yesh, to accompany them to their father, to be bottle tasher. This is the whole idea of the Leviyasan, the Sachik boy, because that creates great pleasure by Hashem when the yesh becomes bottle to the ayin. It's like the fish of the sea. That's the first level that connects the Yud and the K. And afterwards we have to continue with lower. Which is through Torah study. In most places it implies that Leviim are from the left side. Ah. Here he adds something he didn't say in the Mimer. Levi, he says, is in the middle. That he want, but why Dafka leaning to the left? If it's middle, it's leaning to the left. Why? Since Levi is all about attachment, now the, this idea of attachment always comes from the left. Because left is Gevura, and that's where fire is, and that's what, that's what drives the intimacy, the closeness. Without the passion, without the fire, without the Gevuras, there is no intimacy. There is no Yichud. So the Gevura is the left side is always more the yichud. 
That's why we always know that whenever there is a time, let's say Rosh Hashanah, there is first a smoila, a first daicha, and then we come to Simchas Torah and to the Yichud, you need to first be Mo'ira, the distance. It's the concept always that distance makes the heart grow fond. Because of the distance, there is intensity, there's the longing, there's the yearning, and then the Yichud comes after that. So the Yichud Vaychibim is Ere Dekava Smoil, Kamash Gasa Smoil, Etach the Roshi, Vizayin Rosh Hashanah, which is that distance, that's Gavuris, and so forth. So I'm going to leave. Oh, so now, now once we have what Levi is, so in the next part, we're going to see that there are three families of the Levi. Gershon Kahasem Erari. And what he does is, he explains in a very beautiful way what's the toichen of each family. What does Gershon accomplish in this Yichud? What does Kahas? And what does Merari? Uh, we're going to stop now because we're getting a little tired, number one. And number two, hopefully next week I'll get to prepare the next parts a little better so I'll actually understand the Gershon Kosom Arari. Ah, you're going to say, what is Pashat Baloyscha going to have to do with this? Pashat Baloyscha also speaks about the Levium. Continues talking about the Tahara of the Levium and so on and so forth. So it has a Shaykhaz. And as a connection, Bez Hashem will finish it next week. Meanwhile, this week, for those who are bored, you can take out all the Maramakaimas that he mentions, look them all up, and then write down on a paper what's the connection from each place to what he learns. Hand them in, and you'll get extra credit, some extra kishka, and extra chala next week. Rega, rega. I, I'm glued to the chair, so you gotta give me a second here. Ah.